from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have impressions of Sakuno Rice Ruin and the new Game & Watch Mario handheld, and we have Billy Dean here to talk to us about Nintendo. Has Rice ruined my dreams? The messenger keeps delivering. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 246, your place for Nintendo news for Nintendo fans like yourselves, which is us, and we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Garden of Madness Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Take a page and a pen, draw a big mushroom, add an egg, then two more, draw a cloud under here, now we'll add some coins, one, two, three, one, two, three, draw a hill at the back with the rising sun, add a little bird, and then it's me, Mario. Mikowski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Picknickner. And we have a special guest this week. Billy Dean. No nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sing a song in, in, between, in between your first and last name here? No, I didn't know we were supposed to write like a weird poem. <laughs> so like a nickname. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy went above and beyond on this episode. He's, I did, I really. He's trying to make us all feel bad here with his uh, extra long uh, songs that he has on here. He wrote all of that too. None of it's taken from anything ever. No, that's a haiku <laughs> I wrote, actually. Yeah. What, right. what, it's, it's an expanded haiku. And in case we forget to mention it, what is that from? That's the, uh, I don't know what it's actually originally from, but it's one of the Easter eggs on the new Game & Watch the Mario game. So it sings that, it's actually a little song, and it very much sounds like a song where that you'd see in a children's program. Yeah, it sounds and, like it might be something, I, I would thought it was like something from an old anime or something like that. It looks old. Uh, the little video looks like, the the way Mario looks is very... 80s or early 90s looking and then um it has like an option to look at it in different languages but the the audio stays the same you, you just see like subtitles in different languages wow and it's a video like it's animated like it's motion like what what is yeah. it it's a video it's straight up video and it's and you find it like from beating the game or for like leaving it on pause for however long uh, or you go you to the it? you go to the clock menu and hold the a button for I think it's five, six, five seconds, and then it automatically ter- flips over to it. Huh. Weird. It's a weird thing, but <laughs> yeah. Look it up on YouTube. That's probably the best way, because I thought about trying to show it on the webcam, but my webcam doesn't want to focus on the screen. Yeah, I I know that. We've had all sorts of fun times with uh, Jackbox trying to do that, trying to get the camera and zoom to focus on anything and it won't do it especially like fucking the the murder game i just can't get it to work because of the because of how everything's so dark and it, it i wish i could just like set the aspect ratio on the camera on here or something or white balance or something <laughs> something like that but that's cool uh how, how have you been billy it's, it's been a while it's been a while since i've talked to you yeah i don't think i even saw you for a while pre-pandemic and the yeah. pandemic did not make things easier I think the last time I saw you was when you were working at that Best Buy over, uh, over by like oh, yeah. uh, Jong Bo. Do you remember that? Because I came. That would in, have been like five years ago, six years ago, maybe. Because I came. Did in you there. work at the one at North and Clyburn? 
No, it's not that one. Okay. No, that one, uh, that now one. defunct. That one's not there anymore? The one that you worked at? Yeah, the one that was on Belmont. Oh, it's yeah. Gone. No, I think I just drove by yeah. there and saw it wasn't It wasn't there. But I, I remember I was going there for uh, Amiibo, like trying to pick up Amiibo or like stand in line or something like that. And I remember you told me, like, even though you worked there, you couldn't, you couldn't even reserve any of the Amiibo that was coming through there as an employee, right? You had to wait in line like everybody else? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would, you know, kind of hide it in the back room, but I never even thought of that. Mm. Oh, yeah, just, just taking it and just uh, hiding it. Yeah, I think that was the last time I saw you. And, you know, like now that everything's, you know, the past four years, and especially this year, it's been pretty rough. I noticed that you were drop, dropping a lot of... A lot of stuff that I agreed with on the on the on the internet, and listened to some of the same podcasts that I do. And I was like, "Hey, wait, we still we talk about games. You should uh, come say hello." You used to live you used to live upstairs here at, at the apartment that I live at, and I remember, like for a while there, you were the only one that I got street pass from because because you had because <laughs> you had a three DS as well, and I always had a guaranteed street pass from Billy because we lived in the same apartment, so it would just happened yeah, all the time. That was that was useful. That built up a lot of uh, a lot of street pass content. Yeah, we got probably one percent of it was from you. Was able to finish a lot of those puzzles <laughs> and whatnot yeah. through that. <laughs> and same with like uh, what was it when Pokemon X and Y came out, and you could actually see the other person playing like in the game. It was so weird. I was like, oh wow, it's like almost like I'm upstairs, but I'm not. You know, it was uh, it was interesting. <laughs> I remember that you could actually. It would tell you like who, which of which of your friends are playing like in the vicinity and all that, and it was it was weird. I still can't believe they haven't made an MMO of Pokemon yet. Yeah, seems seems like malpractice. I mean, is what would you consider like Pokemon Go an MMO? Pokemon I guess Go, so. kind of right because you got the, I mean, because you have the places that you fight for, like the various. I don't know. I, I played team up and stuff. I played Pokemon Go for like a week when it came out, and I don't. You know, I, I never, I didn't commute, so it didn't really make sense to me. But I understand why people liked it. Who like would, you know, who take the bus to work or train or whatever, and had like a route that they would walk. You know, maybe it would make it more interesting. But did you yeah, ever? It get- seemed cool, but uh, I, I was too terrified of battery life. That that outweighed it. I was like, I'm not going to do Pokemon Go. Battery life's more important. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. It just wasn't. I would. I, you know, I, I would like try to. Sometimes if I was like waiting on food or something, I'd, you know, flip whatever, poke stops, try to get extra stuff, but that was about it. Have you, uh, what, what have you been doing like during, during the quarantine? Have you been, have you been able to play games or anything? Or are you just kind of, are, oh, yeah. are, are you, are you, are you working? Like what's, uh, what's going on in your life? No, I'm working as a tour guide right now and all that was kind of shut down or so slow that it was pointless anyway. Couldn't take that many people. So I've been doing nothing for like a year except for like games and books. Hmm. Well, it sucked, but it's also kind of good. <laughs> I guess is catch up on like a backlog. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we've been doing too. Like with, uh, yep. like I had a thing for a while there, I was beating a game a week, you know, it's like, I could finish a game a week and just would try to play games that I had that I never beat and just try to try to go through them, you know? And it's, been been kind of like that but i still have to i still have to work because i don't really have any unemployment at all so i've just been like delivering food for for uber eats you know that's like all i'm doing because i have no i have no choices you know there's no there's been no like help or anything yeah it's been brutal i'm just lucky that i got that settlement right before all this hit Mm because otherwise i i don't know what i would be doing right now yeah and i was able to do i mean i was able to do a couple audio jobs but like even those were like kind of it's like 
I don't know. That last one was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. You know, it's like, uh, and it was like on the cusp of everything. Everything, you know, as far as we always do like a little like world news update thing at the beginning of the show here. Corona. 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 You know, for anyone who doesn't know, who's like listening, who doesn't live in Chicago, uh, we pretty much closed everything here. Like it's full on lockdown. I know like starting what, like Friday, I think all of those restaurants are going to be required to close at 11 o'clock. So there's yeah, going to be supposedly like a- no more indoor dining whatsoever, but that yeah. probably isn't going to be a thing. Are they still allowing those tents? Those fucking it, whatever the, the like outdoor so. tents that they have. Those seem I like much worse. Specifically, but probably, yeah. yeah. Those seem much worse. Like, cause you're in this, I don't know. You're, you're in this like atmosphere that's just like moving around. And well, well, as long as you bring the inside outside, then it's totally fine, I guess. Then everyone's safe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it seems it's. I mean, I we haven't gone. I mean, we haven't gone to eat anywhere really. Like the, Jess and I haven't. So, uh, so yeah, it's just, we've. Is know. it Denny's by me? You know, that's the one that you and you and <laughs> I and, and Jess went to. No, the, the Denny's Every with the I'll... with the guy like taking a shower in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with the sink. God, that Denny's is weird. LA is such a weird place. Well, I walk by there every <laughs> once in a while, and it's just like weird to see all the the you know fold out tables outside in the parking lot, and mm-hmm. like people eating on paper plates and stuff. Yeah, so it's very weird. Yeah, it's a. There's places in Chicago where they like have closed off entire like well like sections of streets so they can put fucking tables in the mm-hmm. middle of the street. It looks it's it like all, that in Champagne as well. It looks like a street fest. Like if you didn't know better, you'd think there was like a taste of randolph or something but it's not it's just like honestly restaurants on clark has been probably not as much in chicago i know you guys have had some colder weather but it's been pretty temperate down here you know in champaign and we've been able to have some outdoor dining up until even this point but yeah we're we're like wiped out of business it is so slow are you you, i think people are actually following the rules that if they can and not going out so our business i just our level of business has dropped like yep. crazy amounts. Are they planning on changing your schedule around again to where you work from like nine to nine or whatever? I'm not sure. Yeah. They have that was weird when, when that was happening. And yeah, I was, I did not like that schedule much, but that was only three days a week at first, but yeah, I'm at five shifts a week still. We'll see how it goes. I think it's probably going to be like, according to how busy it is, we'll probably send people home and depending on who wants to leave early, usually someone wants to leave. So if you want the hours, you can stay. Yeah, you can easily. It's somewhat optional. Yeah. A lot of people want to get out of there, so it's easy. Then to, our structure, because we all get tipped out, is changed just temporarily because of how the computer system works with the carryout orders, uh, making sure that everybody's like getting tipped fairly. Because sometimes people at different in different shifts are receiving tips for the wrong for orders they don't actually make. It's complicated, but. It seems good though, but at least they're doing something. Oh yeah, my my job's been really, really good. Like they got the paycheck protection early on, the loan from the the federal I think it was the federal loan, maybe it was a state loan, I'm not sure, but it was if they spent at least I think it was seventy five percent of it on towards payroll, then it was a grant instead of a loan. Hmm. Therefore they just paid us full time for a couple of weeks, like while they could while we were on furlough and it was instead of unemployment, we were getting paid by the business. Yeah. So that was cool. And we were able to keep our insurance and they based our paychecks off of the, of a 12 month average. You know, it was very fair the way they did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, 
basically I was, I was, I, you know, I do like freelance and food, food delivery and whatever, you know, like I've worked in a bunch of different places. So the whole thing kind of screwed me over cause I was like gig economy and all that. But I did work at the owl once a week, you know, I worked there for like five years and they basically fired everybody, you know, for that. Cause they never reopened, you know, it's, they pretty much like everybody got laid off, you know, so they could get somewhat unemployment, but I worked like six months on this reality show that was playing really, really good before this happened. And I'm not supposed to see any of that money until like next March, which is how unemployment's really weird like that. Cause you get, when it, whatever you apply for, you have to get that amount of money for like a year and then you can do it again. And all the times fell into the wrong place to where I would get like $60 a week right now for unemployment, which is unmanageable. Such a stupid system. Yeah, I was <laughs> pay like two grand a month, shut everything down for four weeks. Everything's fine. That's how every other country did it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, even it seems to be, you know, other countries are running into difficulties as well. Not as much as we are, obviously, because we're just like really fucking stupid about it. But, but it's like, yeah, just like fucking just pay people and just stay home and like, let's just do that. Like, can we just do that? And it's like, yeah. And we're like in the, you know, like Thanksgiving is like next week and we're like in the holidays and it's like, and I already kind of hate the holiday time anyway, because like right. most of the time, like work, there's less work and it's, you know, and, and like, you know, it's, it's just not my favorite time of the year. Like it's, and it's, and it's like kind of worse now with 2020 and all that stuff. At least like we, at least we don't have to go see our family members. So we get that. <laughs> it's a positive. <laughs> yeah. I guess not that I, not that I dislike any of you for like the two that listen to this, but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's it uh, give me a bit of a hassle. Yeah. But. Yeah, this year it's better, I think, to do that remotely. Maybe let's all get on a Zoom call or get on the phone together and talk. I felt kind of bad because I've always wished that, like, one Christmas I would not have to participate in Christmas. And maybe I, like, somehow willed this into existence, (laughs) the 2020 Christmas. Because we don't have to – we're not going anywhere this year. So it's like – Finally, I finally got my wish of like that one year where I just wanted to stay home and do nothing for Christmas. You got you got like a monkey paw wish where yeah. it just messed up really bad. Messed up. Like, like, I remember you accidentally break your glasses. You're in a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could have read those books up close. Like that episode always pissed me off. He could totally read those books. <laughs> he doesn't need his glasses. There's nobody there. He can read them like this, like in front of his face. That's what I'd do. If it's like the end of the world and you have all just the all, all the, the large game, print editions, all the game, all the games in the world, you know, all the games, and you just just play with it close to your face. It's fine. Nobody will judge you. There's nobody there. <laughs> I was always jealous of my friends being able to go to all those friends' givings. My family lives super close. I've never had a reason not to. So it's just like the same monkey paw wish. Sure. Yeah. I still can't do that because nobody's doing that anymore. Yeah. We actually, um, what was it? Last year, Jess and I, we didn't go anywhere. Like, we stayed at home and had crab legs. We didn't even have to have turkey. So it was, it was great. And we actually, she just bought more crab legs. So we're going to do the same thing this year. <laughs> so that's, uh, I'd, I'd completely that forgotten that we didn't, because she does like Friendsgiving stuff, but it was just, I guess nobody was going to be around or last year or there wasn't enough people doing it that we didn't have anywhere to go. So. I was like, let's just stay home and eat crab legs. And that's what we did. And we're going to do that again. Turkey holiday, of the like sea. Holiday together as a, <laughs> as a married couple. Oh, so I guess we, yeah. Cause that was when we, making it easy. yeah. Cause we got married in October and then we got back from, yeah, from Japan, which still, still miss that. But what, uh, what have, what have you been playing, uh, while, while you're on the break here? This is the part we always start off the show with talking about like what games that we bought and what we've been playing. What have you been doing? Like while you're, you said you've been at home for like months. I see, I see you do random posts on Facebook asking people what they are doing or what they're getting into and whatnot. 
What are you getting into? Actually, I could talk about something that is going to be on Switch. Go for it. Uh, D- Disco Elysium. Been playing a lot of that. Oh, is I that? Keep- yeah. Phenomenal. That's that's, cool. that's coming to Switch for sure, right? I remember that was a rumor that we talked about in the past. I haven't seen anything on it lately, but it was. It, I think it was announced. Mm. I don't know if I that released. Seen, I don't know if I've seen an official announcement of it because I've been trying to keep my eyes peeled. I I really really want to play it. But. Yeah, I remember Jeremy oh, saying so something. Holding off on the on getting it on Steam, even though I just got a new gaming laptop and everything. What I really want, I don't think it was announced for Switch, but I really want to play is. Uh, was it Baldur's Gate 3? Like, apparently that's really cool, too, as far as, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really into computer RPGs, but that, like, has the way I, what I read about it, like, the turn based combat and how, like, how much it feels like a D&D game, like, really intrigues me. Cause I like yeah, that the uh, first two were probably my favorite games ever as a kid. I played yeah. through Baldur's Gate 2, like, 10 times. I think like, ba- once with the class, and it's like a 100 hour game. I think Baldur's Gate 2 was on GameCube, wasn't it? Like, around that time? It was on. I think it was on GameCube. One of the Baldur's Gate was on GameCube. I have a Baldur's that, Gate. That was like a hack and slash. That wasn't like, like the actual. Thing. Oh, that wasn't the actual game. That yeah. was like a spinoff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like an offshoot. The actual game was more like RPG based. The GameCube one was more just like Diablo style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is a how is Disco Elysium? I've just I had I don't know that much details about it. I've just heard people really like it. It is just it's like probably the best RPG I've ever played. It's a new style. There's not even like a lot of combat. It's just fascinating and it's laugh out loud hilarious the entire way through. I've been floored by it. It's incredibly well written, very funny, very charming, incredibly just unique and weird. It's really character driven, right? Like there's a Yeah. Lot, a lot like a lot of the a lot of the conversations you're talking to like different aspects of your own personality. and the the whole thing is you wake up as a detective and you're so you got so drunk you don't remember anything in your life and you're just trying to piece it all together and he you can just blurt that out to people anyone you meet you can tell them like hey i got amnesia i'm a cop i drank so much that i don't remember who i am (laughs) they just react in amazing ways and the amnesia angle actually works for that i mean it's always it works brilliantly for it it's so much like the beginning of uh deja vu is that a, oh yeah, the old NES, NES game? Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. A, you're a private detective and you wake up and you you like have a really bad headache and you have no memory of who you are. And... Yeah, this is, I I don't think I've ever played in a game even remotely like this. Like I just, uh, I pulled rank for the first time on my partner to get him to cut a rug on the dance floor in some club that we built <laughs> in your church. It was hilarious and like really awesome that you're able to do it. I don't know how to even explain the game. It's so bizarre, but so good. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope it comes to Switch. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of rumors for it. I, I'd be surprised. Like, it would be. I mean, would you would you think about getting it on Switch if it went to that? Like, if it had a, a cross cross save and all that stuff. I think I would. Uh, yeah. Mostly for like you know travel when that's a thing again in like mm-hmm. 2022. And you you have a Switch, right? You said you were playing uh, Animal Crossing on there. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a Switch for a while. Animal Crossing and Hades are the two things I've been going back and forth on that. How, Hades is phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to say, Jeremy's Jeremy's the only one here that's played Hades, but he talks been talking about it yeah. every week since it came out. I put so. uh, over 60 <laughs> hours into it since I got it, uh, whenever it came out. First came out on Switch. And you oh, just so good. Yeah, and you just beat it. Uh, I mean, you finally beat it for the first time. Yeah, last, I finally week. beat it, got out. I, I, beat, I killed Hades. I've done that once so far. Oh yeah, it's there's a lot more to it. It really it expands. Is. Yeah, it's great. There's it doesn't seem to be an end point really ever. I don't see an end in sight. <laughs> that's what ter- that's what terrifies me about that game. Like I, I have a lot of other stuff that I want to play. I don't want to buy one game and then just play that forever. 
It's easy as that would be, I guess. I, I'm more once, of a variety gamer. I like to play a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, once I escaped yes, the first time, I haven't played it as much, but I still find myself every couple of days I'll do a run. And so it's gotten to that point for me. It's a casual, but it's like the Tetris 99. Like you throw that on, you play for like 30 minutes to an hour, maybe once in a while. That's kind of what it's turning into for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's like play a run a day and then turn it off and come back. Is Disco Elysium, is that the one you've been playing the most, like for the most part? I just picked it back up again today. I had like a weird issue where it wasn't booting right. So I had to like shelve it for a month and I just was able to get it back today. And it's so good. It's so weird and so bizarre. It doesn't <laughs> even make sense from a gameplay perspective. It shouldn't work. None of it should work. And you, and it's you all s- like dice rolling and conversations, but it's so fun. Yeah. Do you think it's like a, like a new genre or do you think it's one of those cases where only one game could do this? It feels like it's a uh, like a traditional pen and paper RPG where you could do basically any bizarre thing you could come up with, but it's just written so cleverly. Like it's, I've cried laughing three times so far. <laughs> and you said there's not that much battle in it, or not not, not much battling. I'm uh, I want to say like 20 hours in, and I have thrown one punch, and I was not supposed to do that. Oh, <laughs> so wow. it wasn't even like supposed <laughs> to be combat. Wow, 20 hours. It's a long time. And I knocked fighting. over one old lady on a wheelchair, but that was just because I was trying to escape without paying the bill. <laughs> and you can can you like level up and like customize your characters or or do you yeah, get experience it's in different a, ways? A really unique, bizarre system called like the thought cabinet, where you can conceptualize things. Like I just became an art cop. I consider myself a cop of the artist world now. <laughs> so so you track down people who steal paintings or what? <laughs> no, it's just like he critiques art and he considers that like a core aspect of his being. He internalized the thought and you get new like stat boosts after a few hours of internalizing it. Wow. That sounds it's, like <laughs> it's so weird, but so funny. That sounds like a yaka. Is like, yeah. It's like an adventure game too, a little bit. Yeah, it's like an adventure RPG, but it's Bizarre because like one character trait you can get at the beginning is your cop can become obsessed with being a superstar and your whole goal is to sing karaoke. It's <laughs> nice. It, it's so weird. I was gonna say that sounded like a Yakuza thing. Like, well, definitely the karaoke part, but like I think in Yakuza Three, you could like you could earn new like fighting moves from like taking pictures of people with your cell phone. And it's like seemed like it would be something like that. You go to an art place and then you all of a sudden realize that you can do some sort of fighting move from art inspiration that yeah yes yeah. it's got that same kind of vibe yeah, it's more that game's more based around fighting but but yeah it sounds like that sort of thing you know i'm super i'm super interested in it especially like when you when you mentioned that it would be like a tabletop type thing so because i used it's to play vibe yeah. and it's it's like a rpg based on philosophy of like governing philosophies and just mania it's the most unique thing i've ever played yeah and it's like political too right like it's um yeah my my cop is a communist. Yeah, and yeah. It's uh, like explicitly, and a feminist. That's one of the thoughts was a feminist agenda. Oh, okay. And it like allows different uh, like branching dialogue paths. It's very fascinating and weird. Nice. Yeah, I hope I hope it comes eventually. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they're working on it. I don't know if. If it's not like super graphically intensive, I'm sure it could easily. Oh, not at all. Like they uh, they did an update called like I think it was the Potato Update, so it could run on basically a Mac from like ten years ago. <laughs> so it could run on a pregnancy test. Oh something. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the 
if you can run Doom on it, you can run that on it, probably. Yeah, it can run on a, I don't know, Texas Instrument calculator or something like that. It can make it make it work, maybe. It'd still be fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely excited to play it. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that, you, that you've been playing? Are you are you playing Animal Crossing at all, or have you have you fallen off of it? On the speaking of, I, speaking on that, I fell off of it, but I'm trying to like keep up a little so like nobody moves in case I like am interested in it again. Sure. I don't know. I think that might be my. Maybe that's like abandonment issues. I don't know. <laughs> you got you got to fight those. Uh, well, you might have to fight those uh, cockroaches if you go back and and you haven't played in a while. They did. Uh, I go back at least one, like once a week a week to keep up on it. Oh, okay, there was at a least. there was an update video that just happened like this week at, concerning Animal Crossing that shows like their winter like Thanksgiving winter updates. Um, it's like you know like they they do like these two minute videos every month, and uh, this one like the big things is. You can update your. Uh, you can add more storage to your to your room. I think it's actually live right now as as we're talking. I haven't really messed around with it, but my wife plays it like all the time. Like she plays Animal Crossing every day, so uh, so she tells me all the updates about it. But I know you can uh, you can make stuff with the with the Thanksgiving person. That's like a turkey. You give them stuff and like a like you'll actually use your pumpkins for that. And there's also going to be decorated trees that'll show up in the town where you can shake them and they'll have like. Uh, ornaments and stuff that fall off of that where you can make holiday themed items like DIYs and stuff like that. So, and also like the maple leaves are falling from the, are falling from the trees right now as well. I haven't I actually haven't played it. Like I played it every day in October because I love Halloween and I wanted to get all the spooky sets and all that stuff and get all the, you know, get all the various, like I have a whole bunch of spooky gateways that have like the dead trees and the, and the crows and stuff that look all cool, like, like horror movie stuff. And I went and did all that. And then like right after Halloween, I haven't touched it for like two weeks but but i was really playing the crap out of it at one point and 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 i forgot to mention it last week but uh my wife actually bought me she bought me an an amiibo card because i had this there was this penguin that visited me that i was trying to get him to move in but he was gonna you know the person that left was somebody that i didn't want to leave so she bought me the amiibo card of a, a boomer he's a penguin that i wanted to get but now i can scan it whenever i want and he can move in the town whenever i'm ready to get rid of my villagers so it's pretty cool. It's only, you know, you can get a lot of these Amiibo cards are like 4 or $5, so it's super cheap, but it's cool. And she bought me this because she bought an Amiibo card, too, for uh, Keaton, for the for the bird. Because okay. she wanted to get Keaton in her town, and yeah, she just went out, went out and bought one. Well, it didn't go out and bought one. She, she bought it from the internet. You know, we're not really just going around to stores looking for Amiibo cards or anything like that. <laughs> It's it's just cool that they that they keep updating the game, like, every, every month. And I, I want to play it in some form at least for like a whole year you know for the whole for like to, to deal with all the seasons and stuff and maybe by next march i'll be completely done with it but who knows because they're supposed to add all that nintendo furniture and stuff after that so that's what that the expanded march. storage is the part i'm most excited for because i had you have 1600 at the highest level and they're bumping it up to 2400 with like another upgrade yeah, and 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 just just got she just started a second profile so she could have more storage, and then they had it storage after that. She was even right, talking that, about that's psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> second profile for that? Yeah, she started another profile. Well, also she had a whole bunch of like, uh, I mean, they give you so many wallpapers, mm-hmm. and she wanted another house to like to decorate more rooms, so she started another profile. She was thinking about actually starting a third one even after that because mm-hmm. she ran out of space, and you know, there's so much stuff if you just want to decorate rooms. There's a lot to do. Oh yeah, and there's there's new hairstyles too. They're actually doing more uh 
more like black hairstyles, which is cool. Like they're doing a lot more, adding more stuff. Nine mm-hmm. more reactions as well. They're adding at reactions to it. Reactions are one. Sit down. Yeah, say so that. Oh yeah, and you can sit. Like the, <laughs> you can finally sit. Do. You can finally sit under a tree like the villagers can. Or do the long enough out in front of your house and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to go in the town hall and dance with uh, Tom Nook and Isabel. Yeah. Another another thing that should have been there from the beginning. You you can actually use the Dream Studio to go to random towns now without putting in the number. So that's awesome. You know, I like I thought that was a thing in the previous ones. I for complete yeah, it was you could do it in the 3DS one. You could go wherever you, you could just go to a random town. But on this one you had to when they added it, you had to have the exact number. So it was like, well, you know, where are you gonna go? You have to go looking around the internet to find this number to go somewhere. But now you can actually go to sleep in your dream bed and just say pick random town and you could just go wherever, which is awesome. Because I always felt that was a main thing that was missing from the from the dream update. So so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, and of and course uh, the next update's coming in January. Yeah. And there's also um you can transfer your stuff now. Like island you can do island resonant data at transfers. Like my niece is actually uh they, they both you know they have like a family there was a family switch and they both had two for profiles on one. And then my younger niece, she got a, her own switch and Animal Crossing. And they were just like, you know, she, her uh, the, her sister, her older sister, was basically leaving the town open. So she could just go and grab all of her stuff and, like, take it from one town to another. And now you can actually, like, just transfer it, like, all of your character and all your stuff from one game to another. So that's really cool. They probably did that because of, you know, maybe a lot of families are going to buy their kids their own personal Animal Crossing and Switch. So that would be what's on there, but yeah, there's it's, there's more stuff to more stuff to mess around with on there. I think there's gonna sell a lot of switches. <laughs> yeah, for Christmas. Have you have you played much else on there on your Switch lately? Uh, well, Mario 3D All Stars. Oh yeah, a little bit. I haven't quite gotten to Galaxy yet. I'm trying to go through in order. Okay, are you happy that Sunshine is actually? Playable now. I was going to say that at the top of the show. Damn it, I forgot. I was going to say that as our opening would be like Mario 3D All Stars has finally made Sunshine playable because now you can play it with a GameCube controller and now you can actually invert the controls to where they were originally on the GameCube. So, if was you, that recent? I wasn't able to do that last time I played. It just it just dropped like yesterday or the day before. It's like was real real recent. But uh, no, I still got a wave bird around here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. Yeah, so that's you, me rethinking my position about not playing it. You know, because I wanted to play it on the GameCube. Well, but, I mean, uh, I was gonna say uh, you have your. So you have your like your GameCube connector, John, right? You have one of these. Yep. Okay, I do. So you need one of these because I tested it out last night. Because there's this um, third party eight bit dough one G Bros adapter, which I which I swear by. It's like twenty dollars. You can do it wireless. And that one doesn't work. Like it will work, but it won't work. Like it'll it, it'll read your GameCube controller, but it won't do the it won't do the pressure the pressure button. But this does. I tried it last night. I, you have to plug it into your system, so so your Switch has to be in the dock for it to work. So it won't actually work for for Switch lights, unfortunately. But if you have a dock and you have the GameCube converter and you have a GameCube controller, you can play it properly. <laughs> so. And you have all the all the things, John. So you could actually play it the proper GameCube way and just pretend that you have a GameCube. You know, I do. Yeah, yeah. Save myself thirty five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that I, I, is that how it was? I I thought it might be selling for more. The Super Mario Sunshine and GameCube. 
It's thirty-five. Oh, okay. Big disc only. You can get it for about that. Have you tried it? Have you tried it, Jeremy? Do you have the adapter? I don't have the GameCube adapter. I have the G Pro, but you said that didn't work, so I've yeah. tried. Um, I imagine it just reads it like a Pro controller still. It, it does, but it actually does. But the the, the main thing is the is the pressure is the pressure trigger, mm-hmm. and it's weird because you have to hit you know you have to hit minus to go into the options of the game and there is no like minus button on the GameCube controller. So you have to kind of, if you want to change the inverted control, you got to do it with a different controller and then plug your GameCube controller in there because there's no, you know, there's no minus button on the GameCube controller, but after that it works fine. So it's definitely uh, an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just kind of played around with it just to see if it worked and it feels great. Uh, I played what I played a Nokia Bay level. I played the one with the, with the coin fish where it's like, all like regular, mm. regular coins and red coins, and that one kind of sucks. It's awful. Yeah, I didn't. I died. I didn't get through it. It sucks. And the controls so bad on that. So it was like, well, it's sunshine, you know. The 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 swimming is not great because you're just kind of floating around slowly with your water pack, so it doesn't feel like it would regularly. But but I did play around with that. Did you? Uh, were you able to play it to beat Sunshine on on your Switch then? Oh, uh, or are you still working on that? Still working on it, but also I. Re-encountered the what is it the like the phoenix I forget what they call it the sandbird, sandbird. oh the sandbird yeah. <laughs> I re-encountered that and I turned it off and I was like I'm not gonna turn this back on for a while <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sandbird sucks yeah that one's that one's hard it's truly uh, awful design yeah there's a lot of stuff that's just really dumb in that game I've I've harped on it before but yeah Super Mario Sunshine as much as I like it just because of it being such a strange game it's I don't know some of it's just like pisses you off so much though because the control is weird at times and yeah and and yeah and stuff like sandbird or like the like the watermelon level like that was always one that we talked about that's after sandbird but it wasn't that bad this time but there's just like weird yeah there's just uh plenty of reasons for you want to want to break your controller after you she's fruit safari fuck that one <laughs> yeah i still need to play that one you said it's after shadow mario right yes any one of where you have to go around with yoshi and eat fruit, it's dog shit. Yeah, they're all bad. But at least you can aim properly now. You can do the inverted aim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yoshi doesn't control well at all. I played it for a little while with the inverted controls, and it did feel a lot better, but I didn't have that maybe two minutes, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not playing this game for a while. <laughs> does it, with, when you're playing with the controller, does it feel like the GameCube experience? Yeah, no, of course it does. I mean, if you're playing it, if you have the adapter, if you have the GameCube game, or if you have the GameCube controller, you have the adapter. Yeah, it feels like the GameCube one. Exactly. The, the buttons are right where they were. The Can only thing is... the rumble? Uh, I don't... I think so. I mean, it would rumble... It would rumble anyway if I was using the G-Bro for it, so it should well, rumble I guess on it wouldn't too. matter if you were going to use the WaveBird, because WaveBird does not have rumble. That's true. And can you use the WaveBird with the, with the adapter? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause yeah, I, it works. Okay. Or at least in Smash Brothers. Yeah. It should work on there, too. So, yeah, they added all that stuff. They updated it officially. So now, Super Mario Sunshine is proper. It can feel like the... And it does look good. Like, I think the graphics look good. You know, it's just got... Nice. just got its control issues. But, yeah, you should definitely try it, John, if you have... You know, you have your adapter and your GameCube controller. Just give it a go. It doesn't really feel... I, I don't think it feels any different. Aside from you can't really... I, you can't really leave and go to different games easily, but you wouldn't be able to do that in the, on the actual GameCube, so <laughs> it would feel the same, you know? 
It's not like I think you... I'll just take the I'll take the game back out of the storage case that I have it in right now. I'll leave it by the switch, and someday on a whim, I'll just plug it in. The the All Stars game cartridge. Yep, yep. Do it. I'm not feeling super inspired, even with the GameCube controller. I'm not feeling super inspired to play the game right now. Oh, you got you got to play it just to you got to experience just the badness of it, just for the fun of it, just to be just to be part of the zeitgeist of uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And all that. If you know, if you get, if you want to, if you want to have some, do some weird Super Mario 3D stuff, it's totally worth it. I think. If you, if it's like, if it, you know, if, if it's like, if it's like 50 degrees in LA, and you're like, man, this is too cold. I need to believe that I'm on a tropical island somewhere. You could just <laughs> pop that in circa 2002. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and just yeah, go around. Just marvel at the reflections because that's the best part. Yeah, the, the water's great. Super Mario 64, I think, was my favorite one on there for that. Is there anything else that you've been playing that you want to talk about on here? I mean, on Switch, not so much. I've been uh, kind of gravitating back towards PC. I just managed to get a hold of an RTX 3080, and that got me kind of excited. Oh, okay. I haven't actually, I haven't actually gotten it yet, but I just ordered it like yesterday, so I'm like back in that mode. You're not getting a PS5 or any any of those or Series No, X but this is whatever. just as rare to find it. I was very very proud of myself <laughs> for being able to do it. Is that a new card? That's yeah, the, that's they've the, been selling out in like thirty seconds to a minute since they okay. released in October. I've heard people talk about them. I, I recognize the name of it. I don't know. I don't play. I, I don't play games on my on my computer at all. So, plus, I don't even. I have a laptop. I don't think that would even work. I have a feeling for that, it has but. something to do with ray tracing. Yeah, this people, is the well, probably one of the best ones for it. it tra- I think the thirty ninety might be a little better. It traces the best rays. The rays are traced <laughs> the best on that. I don't even know what that is, but I mean, people talk about it. It's just like really dynamic lighting. Kind yeah, it's kind of what it I get. Takes a lot of horsepower for it, and they put it in like Minecraft and stuff, which I find fascinating. Uh, real they time. Do that with Minecraft. They always like make it like a showpiece, even though it never was. Pump it up with whatever the new stuff mm. is. Real time beard growth on Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. For whatever it is. Well, if that's what you what you've been playing, uh, we'll move on. I I have some I have a couple games to talk about on here. I have a few. I talked about Super Mario Sunshine playing that, of course. Uh, I you know I played that really really bad level with the with the golden fish and all that stuff. The the coin fish. That level sucks. Yeah, it's it it was just I I got to where I had one coin left, and then I I was just tired of trying to find that one coin, so I just kind of let myself die, and I'm like I'm good. I I figured out that it works with the GameCube control. I don't need to play this anymore. <laughs> And and I went and switched over to uh, Abzu, which is a game that was on sale for like a dollar ninety nine. It's marked down from twenty dollars on the Switch, and I bought it just on a whim, kind of. You know, I was like, oh, this looks cool, and I tried it out. And like, this is like the whole other side of the spectrum here of Mario Sunshine. This is like an this is like an underwater swimming game, but the controls like work so good. Like, they, it just was this nice like breath of fresh air after trying to swim underwater with Mario Sunshine. It was like, oh, this is the complete absolute opposite. And uh, I guess the game's short. It's only like a couple hours. I I played like an hour of it just to try it out, but I'm going to try to finish it tonight. But it's really pretty. It's just like a – it's kind of like a combination of like Endless Ocean and like uh, – I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Journey. I never really played that game, but I would imagine that it would feel like this. Echo the Dolphin if that was a good game. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like Cyanora Wild Hearts. It has a little bit of feeling of that too at times to me. I guess maybe just because it's pretty. Kind of looks like it. But it's uh yeah no it's incredibly pretty uh the colors are nice and you're just pretty much swimming around with 
you're swimming around with fish, but you, you know, you have, you try to find this little robot guy that kind of acts as a key for you to get to the next thing. And it's just like straight up exploration. As far as I know, I don't think you can get hit by anything. I don't think you can die, but it's just kind of like, it's just Zen. It's like the ultimate anti 2020 game. Really, really relaxing and really pretty. So I went for the dollar 99 sale for that. And I'm glad that I did. It's a, it's fun to play. Hopefully I'll have. So is it a side scroller or is it a 3D game? No, it's 3D. It's it's fully it's fully 3D. Uh, you start off in the water and you hold a uh, hold a uh, ZR to uh, to swim like frequently. You know, just you hold that and you'll just go. You know, kind of like Mario does, like with the mm-hmm. leg pedaling, and then you press B to like do a do a you know swim stroke like that, and you get to go a little bit faster. And that's basically what it is. That's the game, and you swim through really really beautiful <laughs> underwater. Areas with, with schools of fish and various, you know, there's sharks and stuff and all sorts of shit. And it's just really beautiful. And the soundtrack is great and it's super immersive. And I like it a lot from what I played of it. Yeah, it was charming. I played through that a year or so ago. Yeah. I know it's kind of, yeah, I think it's been out for a while and I'd heard about it. I just never really touched it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of sales on Switch. Like sometimes I, it's cool that you can actually, you can actually like filter stuff now in, in the eShop. If you go to like a uh, deals and you go to like a, uh, you can say like zero dollar or one cent to nine ninety nine, and you can set it at like lowest to highest, and you can just kind of look through all the ones that are two dollars and see what's in there. And this was one I had heard about. I think actually John posted on the Slack or something like that, so I ended up getting it because of that. But it's really pretty, and it's a nice. If you're having a hard time dealing with these last two dark months of uh of of uh, twenty twenty, it's a good or thing. Or good thing if you want something that goes good with acid. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure it works great with that too. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But speaking of stuff that speaking of stuff that might go good with acid, actually, I think both these games <laughs> probably would, and any game could probably. I don't know. I've never done it before, but I'm sure. Me would. either. Would, <laughs> I, I just wanted to sound cool. <laughs> I played a little bit of Galaxy on Mushrooms, Super Mario Galaxy on Mushrooms, like back when it first came out. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was a very small amount of mushrooms, just to where I was getting like some of the, like the visuals of it. But man, that game. That seems thematically appropriate. Yeah, it was. It could be. Yeah, it could be fun. I mean, it's yeah with everything. I'm sure everything was like bigger or just made. It was like brighter. Yeah, like, I was just more like glued to the screen. So I I started playing Project Warlock again, which that was the game. It's like an old school first person shooter that's kind of reminiscent of uh, Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff like that, or Duke Nukem, I guess. And I was having a problem with it because I accidentally, because if you put it on medium mode, you have a limited amount of lives. And once you run out of lives, you have a game over and you have to start all over at the beginning again. And I played the game for like, I don't know, 10, 15 hours and I ran out of lives. So I decided just to start it again on casual. And I realized that the difference between the two difficulties is casual. You have unlimited lives. But it's pretty much just as hard as medium. You just don't run out of lives. So I got I got to where I was at. Like I played through all the levels before that. It's a great podcast game. It's great to just put something on and listen. Even though the soundtrack's really good, I did actually buy the soundtrack as well. But but it's a good like you know. Especially I'd already played through these levels. Like I already knew the music. So you know, you just put on put on whatever show and just play through it and shoot different monsters. And they change every level set. It's all different and all the icons are all different. But I finally got past where I was and I'm almost done with the second to last level set. So I started playing that again and it's still fun. I still think it's really great. Even though I was playing on casual mode, I felt like there were parts that were harder this time around than last time. Maybe I just got lucky on whatever boss. Because there was one boss that I thought was easier that I was having a hard time beating this time. But 
I should have that one done by next week. So I started playing that one again. But the main one that I wanted to talk about is uh, No More Heroes. No More Heroes 1 and 2. Uh, I officially beat no, no More Heroes 1. I'm sure you played that game, right, Billy, when that came out? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. original. I don't think I played the sequel. Okay, because they, you know, they, they re-released them like, through a Nintendo Direct Mini on the you know just like a couple weeks ago and i haven't played i hadn't played no more heroes one since it came out so i was like oh fuck it i'll play it again and it was on sale it was on sale for like 18 bucks i think they're back to 20 now but i really wanted to try it again just because when it came out i kind of i kind of sort of didn't like it because of the open boring open world and stuff like that and i want to give it another go and it'd been so long that it was like brand new to me but i just want to talk about so i beat i beat the first one sort of i kind of screwed up the ending which I didn't understand, like, this is how it was going to work. Like, the way the, the way the game is, is if you if you collect all of the different katanas, like all the beam katanas slash lightsabers or whatever, you get, like, a true ending, as they call it, or they let you select the true ending, where there's, like, an extra super boss, and then there's a really bizarre ending after that. I was streaming this live on Twitch, and I kind of had been playing it for, like, four hours, and I kind of wanted to just get out of the game. So I wanted to see the credits. I'm like, well, I'll see the credits, and then I'll go back and fight the other guy later. So I went and just chose regular ending just so I could see the credits of the game. And then it won't, it would not let me load the save before the credits. I had to start all over again at the beginning of the game. So they basically kind of robbed me of that final boss. So I couldn't play the, <laughs> so I couldn't play the final boss. So I was just basically like, okay, fuck it. So I basically looked at, I went on YouTube and I went and I watched the ending and I've played it. I beat it before on Wii, you know, no, no big deal. But, uh, but I wanted to see that ending again, just because I remember how weird it was. And I just want to spell out the ending for you guys. This is total spoilers. I'll put notes on the details so people can like skip if they don't want to hear it. But I just want to say, I just want to, just because it's weird in case you forgot it. Um, so you get to, you know, the game, No More Heroes, you go through like 10 people, blah, 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 you kill. You know, you're going up the ranks. You get to the f- number one person. And the number one person is like this giant knight dude with this big fucking dragon thing. And you go up to him and he tells you, He's like, Travis, I'm your father. Like, I, you know, I'm the one who killed your parents, your fake parents. Like, I killed those people because they were abusing you. I'm really your father. And he's like, okay. And it looks like you're about to fight that guy. And this is this other lady shows up and she kills him. And then she's like, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually your sister. And let me tell you, no, she says, like, I'm going to tell you the details of this. And it's way too vulgar for this game. So they fast forward through all of it. But if you record it and put it on slow, you can actually hear everything that she says. So I watched that. I watched that on YouTube, and uh, she basically tells him that that her that her that they have the same father. Um, her father, like his, they're they're half they're half siblings. Their their father left her mother, and her mother killed herself after that. She left her mother for Travis's mother, and then her dad came back and and like basically raped her after that, and that's why she killed Travis's father, her father, and her Travis's mother. And that's why she's going to kill Travis. So, so now, so she's like, "I'm your sister. I'm your half sister." So then you fight her, and you, and she almost kills you. And this character that you saved from early in the game, she comes and saves you in the last minute. This one, this one that you just chop out for arm, you don't kill her because whatever reason. She comes back and saves you at the end of the game. And then it's like, okay, you're number one. You beat the game. And then it's, and then it gives you the option of seeing the regular ending and the true ending. And the regular ending is just basically your, you know, cuts to Travis on the toilet, which you see a lot in the game. And this guy comes in to kill him. He, like, breaks into his house, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then it ends there. That's the regular ending. But the true ending, it keeps going. This guy comes to kill you, and this other dude kills him. This guy in a trench coat that you saw earlier in the game kill, like, number five. 
he like kills one of the guys for you. Anyway, this guy in the trench coat shows up, and you have to fight him. And then he tells you that he's actually your twin brother, and and that he is married to Sylvia, the lady that you've been trying to sleep with through the whole game, who's running the the ranking, and that they've been married for the past ten years, and they got married in college. And this was way before any of this started. And Travis is like, oh, well, I slept with your wife. And he's like, oh, okay. And then they start fighting, and they, like, clash. They basically, like, clash uh, lightsabers. And they, like, start running together, like, through the town, like, with their lightsabers stuck together. And he's like, Travis, you're the protagonist. You have to figure this out. You have to tie up all the loose ends. And he's like, he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't want to. I want, I want, to, I want to get out of this. I want to get out of this thing. And he's like, you can't. He's like, where's the exit? He's like, I want to find the exit. He's like, I, he's like, you can't. There is no exit. So they, like, break apart, and then they jump at each other, and they hit, hit their swords together, and then the picture, like, freezes. And then there's the credits. And then you go through all the credits, and then as an after-credits thing, it shows Sylvia looking at this. It turns into a painting. It get, the camera comes back, and it's a painting of Travis fighting this guy. And they're at a museum looking at this painting. And Sylvia's like, oh, Gene, do you like that painting? Gene is the name of the lady who's Travis's half-sister, and also the name of his cat in the game and also this kid and the kid like walks away from the camera not turning her face to the camera whatsoever and then sylvia shows up and says hey too bad there's not going to be a sequel and that's the end of the game (laughs) that's the way the game ends i just wanted to in case you didn't know that's the end of no more heroes one it's so stupid but i remember it being incredibly bizarre and it's still incredibly bizarre it almost sounds like metal gear solid but yeah kind of well, I know they're, I think they were trying to do like a satire, I guess, uh, on video games or like Star Wars, I guess, as well, because of the lightsabers and, you know, and, and there's like pictures in his apartment that kind of look like posters for like the prequels and stuff like that that you see. And I guess, yeah, maybe like Metal Gear as well, where like everybody's related to everyone. And it's, yeah, that's the way the first one ends. And it's maybe just. Some of the humor just didn't translate. Like it reminds me of at least the sense of humor, that anime that I, I showed you way back in college. Oh, yeah. That, Soul Saga. Yeah, that's, that like, anime's great. Like, that was a parody anime, and you know, I only seen, like, a handful of maybe the animes that it, it was parodying. And the other jokes that, that it was making, it was like, you know, this is this is something very specific that I don't get, and I, I, I sense that it's funny to people around the world, you know, on the other side of the world, but to me, not so much. You know, it sounds like maybe No More Heroes has the same kind of humor translation issue in some spots. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's funnier now than it was when I first got to it. Like, cause I think I expected. I didn't. I don't think I really knew what to expect from this game. Like, I think I thought it was going to be kind of like an adventure game, like maybe a little bit longer. And it was just I just didn't know what to think. And I was like, well, that game it was over quicker than I thought it was going to be. And I think I wanted it to be like this epic 30 40 hour like adventure me, game whatever i remember thinking like this is going to be less weird than all the other ones like that was a grasshopper a pseudo five yeah, one a pseudo well like i was thinking of like well this one looks like more of a straightforward game and then i do remember the the weirdness of it you kind of had a like a kill kill bill vibe to it as well yes definitely sort of yeah i mean i, I like i mean i was coming to it after killer seven and i loved killer seven like that game was fucking bizarre as shit but i loved it so much i still think it's one of the scariest games i've ever played is killer seven like i think that game's fucking frightening still just because it's so weird and it's so out there and some of the voice work on it is incredibly creepy too like that whispery guy that tells you the stuff that guy still like freaks me out where he's like dead but he's not i don't know but 
I didn't really know what to think of it. And I actually found it kind of funnier this time around, like just how weird it is. And I think they were trying to, I think they were really just trying to make fun of other games. And I just missed that at the time. You know, I think I expected it to be more serious. So I enjoyed it more this time around. But then right after I beat it, I was like, well, that was weird. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy two. So I went and bought two because it was still on sale for like three more hours. And I still love two. Two is great. Two is, two is basically like, let's just throw away everything from one and just make a fucking crazy ass fun game. This seems kind of, kind of what they were going to, what they were doing with that. They're like, let's get rid of the boring overworld. Uh, you don't have to save up money to buy like the ability to fight next levels and this. Like they completely got rid of all of that. And they're like, let's make all the menial jobs into like pretty fun 8-bit NES style games. And, uh, yeah, and they just, they just went with it. And it starts off with like, basically Travis is all like telling Sylvie, he's like, you got to tell everybody what happened in between the two games. And she's like, nobody wants to hear that. She's like, that was too boring. Nobody wants to hear that. So they don't tell you, they don't tie up whatever that weird ending was of the first one. They kind of just, just move past it and just say like, well, this is the new one. And, you know, the first one had 10 people. And the second one has 50 people, you know, where you start as like 52, but then you kill half of the people in the second level, which is great. You end up killing like 25 people in a giant robot fight in a giant like anime robot fight. But anybody who like liked one and or like maybe didn't like one as much, I think everybody should play two because I think two is just like, it's just like, let's just make a fun game. Let's just not be, let's not be so like satirical of stuff and just try to make a game that's just ridiculous and funny, you know, and super over the top. So Coming back, coming to that one after one made me like it even more. Even though I like one more now that I played it again, but but two is cool. So I got that. That's one that I bought. Is that one? Also, I, I figured out. I finally figured out how to hook up my PS4 to to my HDMI switcher on my on my TV. So now it's easier for me to play PS4 games. Only took only took me like three years, but I finally figured it out. <laughs> Just in time for <laughs> PS5 too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm in. I'm in no rush to get PS to get PS5, but I did get Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I'm still playing that game. So, so I finally figured out. It's like I, I tried to stream it, and there was some sort of setting I had to change for it to run through my Elgato, and that was the same setting that had to be changed for it to run through my my like HDMI splitter through the TV because it would it would play, but it would like go black every once in a while, so it would kind of come in and out, so it wasn't reliable. So I would just like have to like switch manually switch the HDMI so I wouldn't play it as much because of that. But now I can actually do it. And I got to the point in Yakuza where the main character just flat out says that he his whole goal as a child when he grew up was to become the hero from Dragon Quest. So that was pretty cool. Wow. It's basically like, you know, I don't know if you played any of the other Yakuza games, but it's like that, but now it's turn based and the main character is he's all uh he wants to be Dragon he wants to be Dragon Quest. He wants to be hero. He wants to be Lodo, Roto, whoever. Erdrick, whatever, whatever you want to call him. And there's a part where he gets a, where he gets like a bad haircut and his hair like kind of gets all poofy on top. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood. I was like, why, I was like, why do they do that? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I get it. Cause they want him to look like Lodo. They want him to have like the huge anime hair. So they had to like write it into the story as to why he would have the big hair. But yeah, no, I'm still, still playing that one. It's, it's cool. If anybody who likes bizarre, like I said, bizarre uh, Japanese games, but still like, but still like Yakuza games because it's very similar to the other ones. It's worth checking out. And I found and I found Outrun. All of Outrun is in the game, so that's another. There's like six different Sega games where like the whole games are in there, and you can play them from the arcade, like Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter Five, Virtual Fighter Two, Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter, yeah, uh, <laughs> Fighter Five Two, uh, Outrun, Fantasy Zone, like they're all. You can play all of them all the way through. So. It's cool. Uh yeah, but I think that's I think that's what I got. 
John, did you want to go next since I didn't have a lot to talk about? Yeah, so I've been playing The Messenger again, and uh, I finally beat Picnic Panic. Wow. So that that was a pretty satisfying achievement because those bosses, as tough as the bosses in the uh, the regular Messenger game, I think the Picnic Panic bosses were even, even tougher. And at the end, there's a, not to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a cool end boss that really made me laugh, and I think it's it's worth playing through to, to see that. Yeah, I'm still um, I'm still planning on getting to that. I know I said last week that I would play Celeste and the Messenger Messenger DLC just because I never finished either of those. But every other things came around. No More Heroes Two happened, I guess, <laughs> and that's and that's why I came to that. But I, I watched some of that. I watched some of that ending part. Well, I guess I didn't watch all of it, but I wanted to get the because I have the music from that in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those songs are still awesome on there. And there's another boss past the actual race part too, right? There's two different parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you did. Yeah, that's the that's the boss I'm talking about too. So I know last week I, I talked about how that that race boss was really cool. That's still very cool. But there's another cool boss after that. And so I decided after that I'm going to try to 100% the game. So I went through and I I got uh, the money wrench. If you remember at the end of of the, the initial game, there's the the sink. The sink gets plugged up. So I got the money wrench to unplug the sink. Oh. And uh, your reward for, for doing that is a very cool secret, which I'm not going to not gonna spoil. Uh, again, play through it and, and enjoy it. It's, it's does, a nice surprise. Does the secret, like, alter your play? Can you, like, play as a different character or anything like that? Do you want me to answer? <laughs> I mean, is it is it, like, really – does it really spoil it? Like, what is it – can you give a hint – to entice people who haven't played it like me to, to go back and finish it or anything? I'm trying to think of a way to say it with, with, that wouldn't say exactly what it is. I mean, it opens it, up another cool... Okay, if, if you can think of... the bike messenger. It, it's not like yeah, a... the bike messenger, yeah. It, it, it's not like an item, though, right? It's not like just a thing that you get and you're like, okay, I got that. It's something it's not you, just yeah. an item, no. It's something you can use It's not, the, the not something you can use, and it's not just an item. It's two items. That you can't use. It's. I mean, you don't have to say. It, is it's. It's similar to like a color swap or a different costume or. No, it's not like that. No, okay. it's more like I don't know. It reminds me of something that's in the Wind Waker. I'll say that a speed sail. <laughs> that was that was in the remake. But no. Yeah, that helps you go faster. You can go back and read all of the Hyrule text that's in there. Do you want me to say what it is? We can we can. Uh, it turns into a cell shaded game. Let's we'll do. A, there'll be a spoiler thing in the de- in the description of this too. Uh, spoilers coming in one two three go. So there's an, like a trophy collection aspect where you can earn trophies of all the different characters and enemies that are in the game. Uh. Oh okay, I get why that's like Wind Waker. Oh I see. Yep. Yeah, like the, mm-hmm. the statue. So you could go back through again and try to collect all the characters. That's cool. So it gives you an idea, gives you a reason to go through the game again if you wanted to. Yep. So you just pay money for them, basically. Like to 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 get the money wrench, you have to uh, pay the guy who has the wrench, and he coincidentally uh, said the cost of borrowing the wrench is exactly what you have in your wallet. So your money has gone down to zero. And then when you go down, you open the drain, you get sucked down the drain, and then there's like a little secret basement area with another a shopkeeper, one of those guys. And that's his thing is he deals out these little trophies that you can buy. So now you have no money and you got to go through basically earn enough money to get all these trophies. And that's the only reason why I haven't 100% of the game yet is because I got to go back and 
by all those trophies. But other than that, I got all the green medallions. Those are the things that have the oh the, yeah, those those are challenge hard. medallions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got all those. That was really tough. And then um, in the in the picnic panic DLC, the equivalent to the green medallions is the mask pieces and the feathers. So I got all those too. And, but, and yeah. you said you said there's another boss after that, like once you get all the rewards, or no? Is there like a super boss? No, no, no. no there's there's another boss after the after the the race level that I raved about last when week. There's another oh, you're boss just, after that. You're yeah. just talking about the hundred percent, like that's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So to me, hundred percent would be like getting all the trophies. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna do that this week. Yep, I gotta basically just go back and play through the game again. And it was kind of, that was kind of a, a mistake that I made. Like, I think I could have got the money wrench earlier on, but instead I did it basically last. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, I would have been playing through trying to get the medallions, all that stuff, earning all the money back, but I did that last. So, mm. so you could have got the money wrench for much cheaper, is what you're saying. I could have got not for much cheaper, but I could have been collecting more money along the way. So, and I would have been ready to, to buy all, that, all the trophies. Did you ever use that item that you get from getting all the medallions? You get like this, like sort of boomerang thing. Yes, it's awesome. Is it worth it? Because I remember it's totally worth it. It's it's awesome. It it like yeah. It's so it's a a ninja star, but basically it'll keep going around the screen forever as long as you keep dodging it. Hmm. So it'll come back to you if you just throw it. You're standing on the ground, you throw it, it comes back to you, whatever. But if you jump, it'll go back another way. And then if you keep jumping and dodging it, you basically run around the screen, and it'll go around forever, clearing all the enemies just on one throw. Mm. Yeah, because I I didn't get all those green medallions because I was like, ah, that item doesn't seem like something I really care about. So I just beat the game. It's really cool. And just kind of gave up from there. But it actually helped you on Picnic Panic to use that. I got it. So I got it toward the end. So I wouldn't say that it helped me because I pretty much had already beaten Picnic Panic by then. But um, I think I, I think it'd be worth it to focus on getting the green medallions first because it is a big help to have it. Mm, sure. Yep. And now I got to do that too. I don't know if I can. Some of those are really hard. Really, really hard. I mean, you did all of them, so you know. Does it still? Is, does that one still run really badly? You know which one I'm talking about. Which one? Like one of the green medallions that you have to get, there's like too much stuff moving in the background to where the frame rate actually slows down. At least it did that when it was first released. Maybe they patched it by now. But there was one area that was like really, that I just was like, I can't do this because it was not, because it wasn't, it was just slowing down through the whole thing. And it was, I was unable to play it. So I just gave up on it. I don't remember if that happened to me or not. Yeah. But yeah, not on this playthrough. They, They probably patched it by now. It was something that happened like towards the beginning of the release. That first. What I remember is that there was a couple that I was just like, man, this is impossible. I'm never going to get it. And I really tried to, um, like especially one up on, on uh, Glacier Peak on the mountain level. But there was no ground on that on that portion. You had to basically jump on those lanterns mm-hmm. to get around all these spikes and swinging things, whatever. Yeah, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to do it. So I gave it up way back when, when I was first playing the game. And then as I was going to collect all these things this time around, I got to that portion. I'm like, oh, this one again. And I did it in one go. Like, I was so proud of myself. Did it in one go. Just because I think I was really putting a lot of attention toward learning how to really control the game and learning how to really make him move, especially mastering the cloud step. Whereas I I would usually just kind of mash the buttons to do the double jump. Mm -hmm. I was really, this time around, more attuned to the fact that, oh, you hit the thing. And then you can 
hit the jump button again, you know, later on. You don't, you don't have to do it so much all at once. Like you could do it seconds later if you, if, if you had the, if you were falling so far or whatever, you know, so I was more attuned to just using that uh, cloud step, that double jump more perfectly. And I think, yeah, that, that made it a lot easier. Nice. So, so you're, uh, yeah, so you're almost done. Like you just want to get. Yeah. I just got to get, run around and get enough money and then buy all the trophies and then I'll be, I'll be done. So kind of this point, I couldn't say that I a hundred percent it this week, but you still yeah, beat it. Well. Still beat it though. That counts. I feel like you did. That's yeah. an extra point for the DLC. That's how we've been doing. And just adding like a another point for completing DLC. We have like a point system on beating games. Extra point for being released last year. Extra point for being over thirty hours. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it made me all the more excited for Sea of Stars. I was looking up all kinds of Sea of Stars videos throughout the week and. Oh yeah, trying to, find, trying to find any sort of information I can about that game because that's, you know, not only is that the next game from the, the team, it's actually the prequel to The Messenger, so it's yeah. still in the same universe. I just really want to play that game now. Yeah, it was like I had a Kickstarter thing, and I paid for wherever I'd get the game whenever it came out. So that was before that was before quarantine and all that, and it was like one of my last big picture purchases before before everything yeah, went. You got your name in the game too, right? Yeah, and I'm supposed to be able to like talk with the de- developers on Discord or something at some point, mm-hmm. and I get a free soundtrack too and stuff. So I you did like just uh, like record that that talk with them. Surprise, they're on the show. I was just gonna try to get them on the show from there. That was the point. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like the forty dollar one or something like that. But yeah, cool. I'm glad you made it through that. Well, if you don't have anything more to say about the messenger, do you have anything more to Go say? Buy it. Everybody, yeah, buy it if you haven't had it. And you've, well, gotten also, a, you've gotten a decent chunk of time out of it. Yeah, it's free. I really have. Yeah, so I, I got my play times at thirty-eight hours now. So yeah, for for twenty dollars that I paid for it, it's such a great game. Yeah, for like the twenty bucks, it's on sale sometimes. It was like our game of the year that year, whenever that came out. So <laughs> yeah, people have heard about it, but check I'd it out. Make a game of the year play. again this year if I could. Yeah, cool. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about Sakuna and. Mario Game and Watch and stuff. Sounds good. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. 
It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Everybody's ready. Let's start again. Cool. Well, I actually played a lot of video games this week. It was nice. But I also ended up spending a lot of money, too, which is not as nice. <laughs> it was just one of those kind of weeks. So I did say last week I was going to buy Sakuna if I wasn't able to get a hold of a game and watch. And then I ended up buying Sakuna anyway because I just really, really wanted to play it. I actually bought that during the episode last week. Yeah, you did. You bought you bought it live end, yeah. right after. Yeah, and it was um yeah, Jeremy's the big the big purchaser of this week. You got the two big releases. I did. Of the week. Because I also did. So yeah, I'll start with the the Mario Game and Watch. So there was we as of this time last week, we had no idea when you were gonna be able to order this. It kind of looked like you were gonna either you were gonna have to go to the store or you were gonna have to be ready the moment it was available online. The day of the release, which ended up being the case. So, following our good friend Wario sixty four, uh, he actually is how I got a hold of this. Um, it went live on Best Buy, and I actually was on the Best Buy page when the clock struck midnight, and uh, and I didn't know if it'd be Central Time or whatever. But I was on, I was on the page. I had it ready to go, and that didn't work. So I I after about ten minutes, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give up for a second, and then. I shit you not, like three minutes later, Wario 64 is like, it's live on bestbuy.com. I went there and it was already putting me in a queue. We've got this new thing where you like, they put you in a queue. And um, what it is is like the button to order it turns gray. And then every once in a while it turns yellow again. And then you got to click it as fast as you can. They're trying to gamify their system. <laughs> so they made it they into think, a game. It's interactive. Right, or if they're making it to where they're like going in waves so that they know they're not overselling their stock. But it just added this whole level of excitement to it that I was like, oh shit, now I got to get this shit. You know? So you had to watch the page and it would refresh the button automatically? Like, yes. it would pop up automatically? Well. Mm-hmm. So I did that and maybe five minutes later, it turned yellow. And I was like, I clicked it and I ordered it and I chose um, 
you know, I was going to get it shipped to me. Then I was like, wait a minute, can I pick it up locally? And that was an option where I could get, uh, I could pick it up at the local Best Buy, but I didn't really want to go into the local Best Buy. So set it for curbside pickup and, uh, yeah, it worked. So like I, I, I got through and I literally did a little dance cause I was so excited that I actually got it because after the, after the experience with the pins, I was really like feeling shitty about getting a hold of Nintendo stuff that I wanted. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got it. I did a little dance and the next day I drove to Best Buy, parked, and they brought it out to my car. They dropped it in the window. Nice. You didn't even have to get out of the car? Didn't even have to get out of the car? They just brought it to you? Nope. I just rolled roll down my passenger window. He literally said, uh, they, uh, they sent me an email with a code, and I was supposed to show that to the person, but like, I literally like got to the store, clicked on the uh, that I'm here now, and then it asks you what color your car is and which sign you're parked by. Yeah, and then yeah, he the guy came out within two or three minutes, and he was literally just like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Jerry Mikowski." Cool. He just like dropped it on the seat and walked away. I was like, "Okay, well that was that was easy." Like, cool. Here you go. So yeah, within yeah, within what like twelve hours of ordering it, I had it in my hands. So that was really cool experience. Um, I don't think this thing's rare. I think that it's pretty easy to find. The, the Game and Watch. If you really, if you really want it, you just got to keep your eyes peeled. But I saw it just went live on Walmart again recently. Like different websites are like they'll run out of stock, but then they'll bring it back. And uh, it even did that on Nintendo.com. So maybe that's how all retail outlets are preparing themselves for this sort of purely cyber holiday that we're about to have. Um, there's all these extra uh, measures built in to to not oversell things. At least I hope that's the case because. I would like everyone to be able to get one of these. It's pretty cool, but it's what it is. It's a, it's a collector's item. It's more than anything practical, I would say. So I can yeah. talk about it a little bit. There's not too much that I could say that you couldn't just read about if you look it up. Are, are you happy to have another way to play Mario handheld? I mean, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> audience that they've like, made this for. Like the 12th know? way Maybe to even play. people a little yeah. older than me probably that actually had the Game & Watches. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I saw them and I remember the game on the Game Boy and what, I didn't get it, but trade in, you get one through Nintendo Power, like a Game Boy game that was Game & Watch games. Uh, I don't, I don't think I did, but I do have, uh, I mean, I have the Game & Watch gallery, the original one for straight up Game mm-hmm. Boy. That was my first experience with Game and Watch. I actually have a Game and Watch. Like, just bought me one. You do for Christmas. I have the I have the two. I have the double one, the DS one. It's the Donkey Kong one. It has the two screens and all that. Yeah, it's, I got the uh, um the one that was from Club Nintendo a couple years back. I can reach it. It's right here. Oh, that was got, my only experience with Game and Watch. Yeah, is it an actual Game and Watch? The one that I have. It is. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one somewhere back here. That this one. That, cool look. The one that just yeah. got for me from. Uh, on, on eBay, but the yeah, original it's, DS. It's the Donkey Kong because they were all they were different games, and I wanted one of the. I definitely wanted the double screen for sure. It's a little dusty, but yeah. Well, this one's the Donkey Kong. This one's modeled after the original Game and Watch, which I guess the first one was Ball, and Ball's on here, but mm-hmm. you have Mario's head instead of like Mr. Game and Watch. But yeah, here's what it looks like. I mean, I've seen pictures online comparing it to that, and they look like identical, other than you know, I think Ball only had one button. So it's like smaller form factor, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. otherwise very similar. And of course, it didn't have a color screen, but 
it's a cool little thing. Um, I already beat, so my beat of the week, I did finish uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. on this. Um, I play, I use the warp zones. I, I mean, I think it still counts. But, <laughs> oh, that would. I, I, yeah, I even yeah. did, uh, I even went, so I warped to 3 1 so I could do the um, the infinite lives trick where you jump on the turtle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to test that out. I got to test that out on every system where I could play Mario. And I have to beat it on every system. So, yeah, it took me a couple of days because I was really casual about it. But I got through it, and uh, it's a cool little device. I think for how little it has on it, it's a very modern device. Like, So the power button on the side is essentially a sleep button because you just hit it. Yeah, I was wondering about that, on, if it had it, sleep it or not. Off. What, what, if you're playing, it just resumes you where you were. Um you can go between this, uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers, and then the lost levels as we know it, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, the original uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 is on here, and then Ball, which is on here. Um, you could be in the middle of any of the games and then switch to another one, and you can resume wherever you were at will. Oh, so it has all the stuff that you can do on PlayStation 5 and Series X. <laughs> it does. I mean, like I said, it's a very modern feeling for this uh, D-Make, I don't know what we call it. It's not a D-Make because it is an accurate emulation, but... Yeah, well, I mean, but it's a... I mean, there weren't any Game & Watches where you could play Super Mario Brothers on there, so, I mean, that's yeah. a... That's, you know, they, there was never a game like that complicated on there because they were all just like, you know, they were like fancy LCD. Tiger yeah, Tiger LCD things where it just... where the screen doesn't actually change. It's just like the character changes around it, so... I mean, this is pretty fancy for a, for a Game & Watch. But just... I don't know. For 50 bucks, I wish it had more. Um, it's got a lot of cool little Easter eggs, uh, including that little song I sang at the top of the show. I guess I didn't sing it, but I I, 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 I told you the lyrics. Um, it's an instructional video for how to draw Mario's face. If you hold down, and pre, I believe it's the A button. If you hold down the A button, you start either of the Super Mario Brothers games, it gives you infinite lives. Huh. So you can have infinite lives from the get-go. And with the resume feature, I think that's a really smart thing for them to do to make this like still a, a viable handheld. You can like pick it up and start wherever you were, and you don't have to worry about running out of lives that way. Um, it it kind of looks like a bigger Game Boy Micro from like where you're. It looks, it does. yeah, like especially because they put up yeah. that Famicom Game Boy Micro as it's well, so it has the same color scheme. Yeah, like more of a flatter, like. Uh, yeah, like a flatter one without the L and R buttons because that's A and B on the bottom. But I mean, it reminds me a little bit of an Arty Boy, to be honest. Like, uh, even though Arty Boy should remind me of a Game and Watch, but it's that same sort of thing. It's a better screen too. But I mean, this might as well be a cell phone, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a similar like chipset in it as an old like cell phone because that 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 resume feature is just like a phone where you hit you know your your uh, sleep button or whatever they call that. I mean, you could always... Uh, what, I don't even know what that button's called on a phone, but you yeah. hit it and your screen goes dark. And then it's USB-C, which is another very modern thing. Like, you can charge it with the same thing you use to charge your Pro Controller. And it comes with a cable, but it doesn't come with a power brick. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. For what it is, 50 bucks is pretty steep, but I bought it. I'm the sucker that they made this for. <laughs> <laughs> if you really, really like Super Mario Brothers and you want a cool little showpiece, you can set it up. Now, one thing I'm disappointed about, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've looked and I've looked, and I can't for the life of me find out how to set an alarm on it. 
Oh I yeah. No, if it, I don't know if it has an alarm clock. Weird. That sucks because it should have a stopwatch and an alarm clock. I think. Yeah. To make it like a true like '80s feeling functional thing, because I really wanted to use this as my new alarm clock. Like I was going to have this on my nightstand mm-hmm. by the bed and <laughs> wake up to the sound of Mario every day. Yeah, I saw people do my phone. I saw people unfortunately too, it doesn't have a kickstand on it, so you can set it, it up on not. your desk. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some people like putting it in a stand and just using it as a as a clock. And that's it, just using it as a digital clock. And that's cool, but you can't as far as I know, you also can't change how long before the screen goes to sleep. Oh. So it's not gonna be So it's not gonna be on all the time. Yeah. Well probably have to hit the button to see what time it is, which you do with your phone anyway. As far as other Easter eggs go, there's a lot. I've heard, but uh, it's mostly with the animations of the clock screen. So there's a, it's perpetually Mario running from the left to the right and then looping back around to the beginning again. He's jumping on enemies and he's doing a bunch of stuff. And whenever the minute changes, uh, he hits a button or something happens where the brick breaks and then it's replaced by a new one. So yeah, that's what I saw. Like on it's the basically minute. a yeah. t- 24 hour animation of Mario acting silly around the time made out mm-hmm. bricks. So there's a lot to see here, and I haven't watched much of it because who wants to stare at a clock? <laughs> work? You got to at least do it for that one minute, <laughs> that one minute change, you know. I have. Or I've seen you the get minute it. change a few yeah. times. So. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I definitely want to like you know buyer beware or whatever. It is exactly what it says it is. It's a it's a it's a game of Mario, and it's a watch. Yeah, and you're not. There's not a whole lot else here unless you want to watch that video that's on it over and over again. You know, this might not be for you. You might be better off putting the 50 bucks towards a, a, a 3DS or a 2DS. And then you can get a whole bunch more games for cheap. Yeah, or like a game or like mm-hmm. a $60. I wish for $50 that it would have maybe not all of the game and watch games, but like a dozen of them would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just when are they ever going to put out, you know, uh, any other of the game and watch games and in what form, you know, other than possibly this, you know? Well, that the, the, they didn't do. I've that. heard I theories, know. and I and I would agree. I think they're going to do one with Legend of Zelda next year, and I'll I will fucking okay, buy yeah. that too. I will buy it immediately because <laughs> that makes. Sense. I can already play the Legend of Zelda on my 3ds. I already have it. I actually have a uh, a bootleg cartridge that I could play on my Game Boy Advance as well that has Legend of Zelda on it. So I have plenty of options for that. But man, this this form factor with the original Legend of Zelda would be so cool. Because that would be cool. I would play the second quest. I would, I don't know. All right. At least I think I would. I'm They'd have to do Zelda that. one and two. Yeah. Right. And then if they added the unlimited lives to Zelda two, that could make it really cool. Um, if they added save states, I doubt they'll ever do anything like that. I don't know. To me, yeah. to me the, the, the bare bones nature of this makes me think they're making more of them. And this was a test of it, but they didn't want to yeah. put too many goodies in it because there has to be a reason to buy the next one. I mean, this one. Well, there's also that USB-C on there. I mean, there's a way. I'm sure you could update it, right? Like, if later on they wanted to make some of those games available, this is like kind of far fetched. But they won't. They would never do that. Yep. Well, yep. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you, like, so how long until you hack it and put all the NES games on it? Because I know pe- people are already doing that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so knowing that this isn't hard to find makes me more likely to hack it. Um, if I, if I, like, I was like putting this back in the box every time I'd play it the first couple of days. So I was like, well, what if I, you know, <laughs> these are not it. Yeah. exactly like 
great times for me financially. So if things get really dark in the future and I could sell this off, you know, I might need to start thinking about it that way. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I don't think this thing's worth any more than I paid for it. You know, they're fairly well available, but we'll see towards the holidays. They might go up in price. The day I bought it, people were listing it for one to one fifty on eBay. I don't know if they were selling for that, but yeah, I've just seen so much online. Like do not buy it. Like, beyond retail price you can find it you just have to look for it yeah <laughs> but i do want someone to hack it i want someone to get into that USB-C port and add games to it and if nothing else even if it was just homebrew you know it would just be nice to have more functionality other than these two games three games i guess technically but that's the mario game and watch uh the packaging is super cool I mean, if you look up an unboxing video on it, you can see like it's got like a clear plastic outside and the, all the there's like a bunch of sprites printed on it from Super Mario Brothers one. And then the inside of it makes it like gives it like a 3D effect of them like going over the landscape of the box. And uh, there's a little message. If you open the flap, it like says it thanks you for buying it. So once again, kind of a nod to the collectors that actually dropped 50 bucks for this game after you can get it any other way <laughs> so many so many different ways <laughs> i don't know how many times i own super mario brothers one at this point I, it would probably make me feel awful to, to actually tabulate it so there you go i don't know if there's a whole lot more to say about that thing any did you guys have any questions specifically about it just just about answer? just about hacking it but i figured that people would already hack it mm-hmm. you know anything if it, and as far as like my thoughts on the zelda one I don't know. I'm I'm like maybe maybe you won't get Zelda two. Like why isn't Mario two and three on there? Like what about that? Mm-hmm. You you would think they would easily put those on there, but they didn't. So maybe it would right only because be eighty five was a one year, game. Yeah, this came out in the U.S., but I think by eighty five, uh, Lost Levels was out in Japan. Yeah, it's kind of interesting on this. I mean, I imagine so. It's just called Super Mario two on there, right? Like, is this the first time they put out Super Mario two in in the United States without any sort of you know, explanation. Oh, this is Super Mario Two Japan, and you know we so. had. The, yeah, this is like. Well, so somebody's just we got us on, and be like, "This is not the, the Super Mario Two I remember." Well, I mean, no, we, but they we got it on the eShop, but it's Japanese box art. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I mean, they did that when they first released not it. eShop the NSO online. I mean, when they very first released it on the Wii, it was just called Super Mario Brothers Two Import. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why you know you figured it out in that way. So, I mean, hopefully people know by now. I mean, you obviously can tell that it's not Mario USA or Doki Doki Panic or whatever. So, I will say the controls are just feel a little weirder because of how the buttons are. You know, they're like these rubber buttons that have great, they work great, but it just doesn't feel right. For these are they kind of mushy? Yeah. Are they, are they mushier than the, than the pro controller? <laughs> they're very mushy. They feel like. Yeah. Or are they like they feel they, the buttons literally feel like if you've ever used one of those uh, those nubs on an old laptop that had like the little nub you move around like on a ThinkPad, like the 3ds, like the new oh, 3ds, 3DS nub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those are like, like, how's the D pad? D pad's great. D pad's fun. It's a little it's a little small, but it works great. Uh, you know, it looks cool. I mean, it's for me. I was like, I don't need it. And I'm like, I have Mario Brothers so many different ways. Mario 2, so many different ways. I don't need it. I don't want it. Nobody I, needs this. Uh, it'd be a great I got gift. The, got a real one. <laughs> I'd be disappointed, Mario Brothers, but 
I wanted a real Game & Watch, and I have that. But I see no practical reason to own this unless you're just a super fan of these games and you want you want this specific form factor of it. You want the latest Nintendo collectible, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I still want it. It's, I mean, it's still... I mean, I'll play whenever we can travel to other people's houses. I'll play Jeremy's copy. Mm. You know, whenever I can, whenever we can go somewhere. So, you know, late twenty twenty. By then, it'll probably. probably not have been used long enough that it's nice and sanitary. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have um, to we'll have to wipe it down with wipes or whatever. But yeah, I could drop that for now. I mean, if you want one of these, you can find it. I hope. Yeah, no, it's cool that you were able to actually get it, and like they brought it to your car and all that stuff, and you don't mm-hmm. have to wait. You don't have to wait for it to get shipped like a week later and all that stuff. So it was such a smooth experience, well. and nobody hit my car while I was in line. For yeah. it. It was great. <laughs> not, not the NES, the Super Nintendo Classic mm-hmm. again. Bought another game. I bought Part Time UFO finally because I nice. played multiplayer. That game's and, great. Uh, Sean and I played it for a little while. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a little weird at first. Like so, there's a level early on that was really frustrating us when we. Because we didn't understand what it was asking us to do. Oh sure, yeah, I, under- I understand that. It was the level with um, where you have to like build the temple. Mm-hmm. It's really early on, but we thought we had to build like this huge temple, and we spent a lot of time like getting it perfect. And then it turns out you just had we weren't building it in the right location. It needed to be on this like oh yeah yeah on the right side of the screen. That was really frustrating. So we kind of like I wouldn't say we rage quit, but we kind of rage quit it after <laughs> that and haven't gone back to it. But I don't know. I'm at least going to go back to it and try to play through some more of the of it, even if it's by myself. It's fun. I mean, why? Well, it's, it's a really cool game. The music's hilarious. The music's play. awesome. Yeah, the music uh, reminds me of like combining Alvin and the Chipmunks with Katamari Damacy. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, uh, what Part Time UFO was a game made by Hal by like Hal Hal Egg, their smaller company, uh, Hal Laboratory, the guys who do Smash Brothers, and it was released on the on mobile like. A few years ago, I actually bought it. It's on my iPhone, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You like basically get random jobs as as this little UFO character, and you can unlock different costumes that will give you different abilities depending on what you get. Like, and yeah, you stack stuff. Like, you you work for a chef and pick up food, or like you'll go fishing for somebody, or you'll like stack stack a Templar, stack cheerleaders, and various. It's kind of like a WarioWare style game, I guess. It's cool though. They put a lot of depth into a very simple control scheme, but it's also really hard because of the physics in, that are in it. So yeah, based on where you're holding an item and how you drop it, you know, it's going to land differently. And there also seems to be some randomosity to it. But it's a cool game. I'm glad I bought it. Uh, I'll I'll give it a little more time. I'm sure of it. I played all the way through the Pikmin Three demo this week. Yeah, I saw you playing that. So I never actually did finish the demo on the Wii U, but I was very close to it because I know I had just rescued, uh, what's her name, the the lady. I don't remember any of the characters from Pikmin Three. I don't remember honestly, anymore, I remember. I mean, I don't remember any of the characters really like, from Pikmin aside from Olimar. Let's just call her know. Barb. So I rescued Barb, and uh, after you get Barb in your party, you do like two or three other things, and then that's the end of the demo. So I was really, really close to it previously but it's a it's a really good looking game like that demo is really cool and um i was thinking about continuing to play it but i don't think i'm gonna buy it on the switch i think i'm gonna open your finally open up my (laughs) wii u copy of it because i've had a sealed copy of that game for what probably approaching five years now at this point or if it's even been out that long 
because uh, what the Wii U just hit the Wii U just hit eight years, I think, as of today or yesterday. Yeah, the Wii U had a had a birthday today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, eight years. I still like I still like my Wii U. Wii U's are cool. Uh, I wonder what a copy of of Pikmin three on Wii U sealed is worth right now. Would be worth probably it twenty to, bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so. probably twenty dollars. I yeah. mean, I could look it up. I don't think that it's it matters to keep it because it it is even. Uh, yeah. When it comes to these things, usually the greatest hits don't sell for as well, and it's definitely. Oh, you have the greatest hits, okay? Or that's not what they call it. It's Nintendo Select. Is that what they call yeah. it on the Wii? U? Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, and uh, yeah, right here sealed. Select twenty four dollars free shipping on eBay. Uh, so maybe, I'll, maybe I'll make a twenty percent profit on it. You could. Uh, no, I'll open it up. You could pay sixty dollars for the Switch one and get nope. it, get it sent to you. Hell no! If it were to go down in price, which first party games never do, so it's, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's still a pretty good demo, and I highly recommend anybody listening who hasn't tried it. It's free, and it's really fun for. It gives you a really great idea of how Pikmin works, and um, I think there's a lot to the demo. It probably it's probably about an hour, I'd say. If you just pa- power through it, you can get through it in about an hour. But there's enough like you can explore if you want. And there's a there's a few little secrets you could find, I think, but nothing too too crazy. In the it, demo. It's it's Brittany, by the way, is the character. Brittany, I knew it was a B. Brittany, Brittany, Alf, and Captain Charlie. Are the three are the three characters from Pikmin three? Pikmin three is great. It's some. It's also some of the best fruit I've ever seen. Like the fruit looks really nice in HD on that game because you gotta because mm. you have to get fruit and like you know crunch it down into juices and that's like keeps you alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you need to you need to like you know build your build your rations with that so you can stay alive for however long on the planet and that's like the big thing with that one. And, and I remember the last boss being really creative. Like I really enjoyed that last boss. The boss is really charming in that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, all the pictures. There is have been one. There fun. is one boss in the demo, so you do get to try out one of the boss fights. Um, I like yeah. three a lot, but I think I think Pikmin two is still my favorite one, just because uh, Pik- great. Because Pikmin two had the dungeons where you could go underground and there was no there was no uh, time. Like the time didn't go while you were under there, and you could spend however long you wanted in there. That one was my favorite one, but three is really good. It's definitely good. Uh, this week I played Hades a lot less than I ever have since I got it. So I feel good, you know. You'll be back. I know. (laughs) It just it always feels nice when you can kind of break free from these games that you get obsessed with, and uh, I just couldn't like. I just was thinking about all the time what it was going to be like to finally beat it. So I finally beat it. You know, not really beat it, but last week, and I went back to it. I've played maybe three or four runs this week, and I've gotten two Hades most of the time. I'll get to him. He'll still beat me, but I can get to the end of the game pretty consistently now. And uh, in the meantime, I'm just getting a, a bunch of new items. So, or not new items, but like a bunch of upgrade items. So like it just, it's a lot easier when you play through the second time to get more of the, like the, the uh, centaur blood and the, the diamonds and all those items, the uh, ambrosia, the stuff that's really hard to get initially. It's still hard to get, but there's just more paths to getting those, those items so i got a bunch of diamonds and unlocked some stuff around the house uh made myself to where i'm collecting more loot so now i can do all the missions of uh upgrading the the household itself and i'm trying to you know get all the ambrosia i can to uh 
not the ambrosia uh nectar to give to all the the uh gods to build my relationships with them so there's still plenty to do in this game i'm just there's so much to do it's yeah. insane i already got the credits and there's still like new talk and oh well, you got credits lines. how how many times do you have to beat it before you get to credits uh maybe like 10 maybe a little under that oh, okay like, yeah yeah yeah, I think but I even that. beyond that, there's it still keeps going. There's still fresh, unique, new dialogue and new things unlock. Still, I think there's like a deeper hidden ending. I haven't looked it up yet, though. Well, I, I haven't w- seen credits yet, so maybe I'll have to refine my my. Uh... The song in the credits is amazing. Oh, the music's been great mm-hmm. from what I've heard about. Heard it just from listening to the music. So I mean, it's yeah, and it's a. I mean, we. I don't know if we'll have to go through go into all of the details, but the the nominations were released for for the game awards, and Hades is has been nominated many times. I think Hades and oh yeah, that's game of the year. Last sure. Last of yeah. Us were Last of Us two were like the big nominations. Yeah, it's got game of the year written all over it. According yeah, to I would I'd put money for the nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised, but it that's, does seem strange that there, I don't know. There's other contenders for game of the year that I'm like. I could see them making more sense than Hades because Hades is so late in the year. I think it's one of the big reasons like what it came out in October. Yeah, but I don't think it matters. Maybe it, it, was shouldn't, it shouldn't matter when it was released. I don't know. What do you mean like people haven't had enough time to take it apart? I mean, I feel, I feel like everybody who's playing it is like playing it, like playing it a lot. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. Animal Crossing is like, that's what you know, I mean. To, to its, but to its detriment, it was released earlier in the year. Like objectively, I think, I think Animal Crossing is the game of the year because it just like took over the world you know yeah. if you ask anybody's grandma they're not going to know what hades is yeah you know um yeah as far as like a, animal crossing right but but animal crossing was released so long ago at this point that it was right when it we could be hades it. yeah right? right when like the like pandemic got it. really bad everyone's like oh, oh yeah but it was on it was that on was the it was April on the day it was like on the day necessary. practically like on the week when everything got shut down like it couldn't it have it couldn't have fallen into into any like it was so perfect. It was like right when everything was shut down, like that Friday of that week. It was right after it voted for Bernie and then uh, Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, and then and, and the pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah, I was in a, a post-apocalyptic landscape, and I was living my life virtually and interacting with people virtually. I mean, we're still doing that, but I mean, I hope. What it, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it right now. I do hope Animal Crossing gets something from the Game Awards because, yeah, I mean, as far as like everybody playing it like that's i love that because i was always such a huge animal crossing person for years like i how many people that probably didn't hadn't played games in years have bought switches just for right yeah some people i think animal crossing probably gets best family game you know basically like that's the that's the nintendo uh, (laughs) the nintendo consolation prize basically yeah yeah. best family game Mm -hmm. but it really should get game of the year for sure what about uh? What about Sakuna Rice Rice and Ruin? You haven't talked about that one yet. Uh, well, I was going to talk about. It. I was going to say it for the last because I did have a couple other things to say. Um, so I restarted Mario Odyssey just for fun. Odyssey, I've wow! My, I've got all the extra hard drive space now. So yeah, I started. I restarted that on a different profile, and it's still a lot of fun. And it feels a lot like Mario sixty four. Sure. Yeah, I haven't played. Yeah, I thought about maybe trying to play that game again with all the 3D All-Stars love, but I don't know. <laughs> Odyssey was kind of one of those ones that I really liked, and then it was kind of like, eh, it was no 64 for me. Even though I know I know it plays a lot better, but I was still mad that the, the stars weren't didn't feel as important in that game. Or moons or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they were handed out like candy. 
Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I didn't feel I didn't like have a moon that I remembered except for maybe the boss ones, you know. Yeah, but even those. The were New like, Dark City level, like especially the finale, was very memorable. Oh yeah, that but was other cool. Than that, the rest I mean, of it's kind of a blur. That one was cool, but I mean, it's like, and then there was that one, that hard one at the end that you guys that I flew over. You know, that was supposed to be hard. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I flew over yeah, the whole thing. That. Yeah, but That's whatever. Up, like the dark side of the moon or whatever. Yeah, I never finished that yet. I flew over it. Once I found out you could fly over it, I just flew over it. Yeah, but going back to it was fun. Uh, you definitely. I was already like, it felt like so long ago since I played it. I could already feel like, is this game to get re released in the next couple of years? It's <laughs> anyway, or remastered, or maybe if the new Switch comes out, are they going to. Oh, Odyssey? It's like an upgraded Odyssey or something with new levels. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be too surprised. Release it, it like so long ago that it came out. Release it again for sixty dollars. I mean, I guess it's still sixty dollars, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. They never really did any selects for Switch, even though it's been out for like three years. It's weird. They don't have to. I guess they're. I guess they're not trying to get people to buy stuff because they're still buying it. So they're like, why? Why even mm-hmm. make it less? It doesn't matter. We got so used to seeing them struggle that we got used to them selling things for cheap, and now that they've got this crazy install base with the Switch. We're not going to see like very many sales. Well, well, I think there'll be a good, you get a good holiday sale from them. We always do. Well, we got some, there's some target stuff happening, which, uh, from Nintendo, like on the eShop, like $20 off for select Nintendo games from target. I think we'll see a similar, maybe not quite as deep of a discount, but we'll see similar stuff on the eShop. Yeah. I wanted Uh, to, yeah, I was hoping to do something with that target thing, but I don't know how to do it. And without, I don't want to actually go to the store. No, yeah. maybe you could try the curbside. Sure. Uh, Animal Crossing got a couple maple leaves. Finally, getting rid of Pashmina. Excited about that. She's been with you since the beginning. Yeah. How I dare you it. throw her out on the street? She doesn't sing. She sings constantly. You're not part of the Pashmina Club anymore. Jess and I, we still have Pashmina. No, I got rid of her. Yeah. Not the Pashmina of the Christ. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Shield. Did want to mention that I actually tried playing a little Pokemon Pokemon this week, and uh, I do in fact have the Crown Tundra. That was part of the DLC. I think we already figured out that. Yeah, it's all one. Sure. It's all one thing. It's thirty for both of them. So you did have it. But yeah, I do have it. So I'm liking it so far. Uh, I haven't done a lot in it. I went through one of the uh, Dynamax. So there's like a basically like a cave you go into towards the beginning and you it's like an overhead view and you like either choose left or right and one will be like grass type or the right will be normal you know what i mean it's like each step of the way you get to pick which dynamax pokemon you face you won't know which one it is you just know what type and uh i've only used like ai teammates you know in like another dynamax battles you'll have three people on your team with you and uh, all the pokemon are like you can't use your own pokemon you use ones that they rent to you and uh so it's just like there's a lot of conditions that you go through but at the end you get a you get a pokemon out of it if you finish it so mm. i did finish it and i got uh what's the name of it? i got uh Su- suikune suikune i'm not sure how to say that name but i think it's kune maybe but i yeah I yeah know. it's a level 70 like mystical horse looking pokemon yeah thing and yeah I know it's awesome i like it i've been you know i've gone around and kicked some ass with him and I thought it was pretty cool that he was level 70 initially. So he was, uh, was it the boss I fought? 
Yeah, I think he was the boss. No, he wasn't the boss I fought. He's the one that they loaned me, and then I kept him. So you're either going to keep, I think, the one you you loan or the the final, whichever one you beat at the final level, which is like, I think there's like four tiers you go through, and then you fight the last one. And uh, yeah, see, so see, far, so far, so good. Uh, there's a new character named Peony, and he's like a dad, and he tells dad jokes constantly, and. Uh, he's like taking his daughter. I can't remember what her name is, but he took her to the tundra to go on an explore exploration mission and to have some father daughter time. Cause he's like really into like bonding with his daughter and he's like super passionate about it, but she doesn't want anything to do with him. And so like she tricks him into fighting you, the main character, your character. And then she disappears. Like she escapes. And so then later on you have to like team up with him because she feels bad that she abandoned him. But, when you team up with him, he ends up like just waiting in a, in this room for his daughter to get back because huh. he misses her. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a a Siukun. Uh, I think it's pronounced Siukun. Is was the mascot of uh, Pokemon Crystal, which was like the third okay. release from like Gold and Silver. By the way, that was the one, okay. the new one. So that was like Game Boy Color, like well, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. So it's a pretty. Big, big reach there. I, I heard this new DLC like gives access to a lot of the legendaries that weren't available mm. on Sword and Shield. So that's a big reason to check it out for sure if you want to do. Like this one is the big legendary from Crystal. So, yeah. There's a bunch. Of, there's some temples and there's like a whole this whole mystery of solving. There's a new legendary Pokemon that you have to find. Mm. And uh, there's like a statue in this town that you're supposed to solve a mystery surrounding this statue. So there seems to be a lot of content here to look forward to. So I'm going to try to play it a little more. I'll probably play it a bit more than Isle of Armor. I wasn't getting into that as yeah. much, but I, I figured so you, this one seems yeah. pretty cool. You, you were really hot on Pokemon when it came out and you beat it. You made it all the way through. I didn't make it all the way through, but I, I figured, did. I, figured I, I got all yeah. to the end and beat the weird dudes. Yeah. The whatever, whatever the equivalent of the, the weird dudes, of whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, they've got yeah. like weird hair shaped like sh- a shield. And a <laughs> you made it sound like you just found some guys at a bus station, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were like, uh, that, was, that was the end boss. It was some, uh, some guy <laughs> that weird, in a room. These, 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 of creepy uncles. these weird, weird guys got me at the end of the, at the end of the game. <laughs> it's like, uh, was it the final four, whatever they, the legendary four? I forget what they're called. It's, it's different in this one, the elite four, yeah. It's something like that, but it's beyond that. There's like these two guys that you have to beat. That are, they have their hair shaped like a shield and a sword. They're like the equivalent of the special Pokemon that also like have those elements to them, but they are the bad guys that are tied to those Pokemon. And they're like twin brothers, and they're really weird, and they like speak simultaneously and creepy stuff like that. I don't remember who they were. They were stupid, though. I beat them. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Uh, Fuck those guys. Those guys suck. But yeah, uh, Pokemon Shield. I think that's enough for now, Pokemon Shield. Because I should get into Sakuna. Because I have a lot to say about Sakuna, and I've had a lot to say about a lot. So I'm going to try not to get too wordy about it. I've, ri- I've written a lot down because it's just such a unique game. And I'll be, like, so I'll be dead honest. I got it last week. I played it a little bit after we got done recording, but I couldn't feel, I didn't feel like I could really like, it was pretty late and I couldn't really get into it. So I put it down and I didn't pick it up again until four or five days ago. So maybe Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, I picked it back up and uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to actually try to like get into this. 
So uh, it's a farming simulator where you also fight in an almost... I wouldn't call it like Metroidvania, even though it kind of looks like a Metroidvania. It's more like uh, I saw people comparing it to Muramasa Demon Blade on the Wii. That's kind of how the combat feels from what I played. It's really... Uh, it relies a lot on like combo sort of attacks and then you're like knocking enemies into each other and knocking them into hazards and stuff to like cause further damage. And you can kind of like keep beating them up after they die and I think you get like bonus stuff from that. It's not really like points, but you get drops from them. Mm-hmm. And usually it has to do with what type of enemy they are. If like they're like an anthropomorphic rabbit, then you're going to get rabbit meat or like carrot or something from it. And then there's like these weird like beasts that almost look like moblins and they give you like pork chops or something like that or like pieces of pork. And you end up taking all those elements from the side scrolling sections back to your home base and then you're uh, making stuff with them. In the meantime, you're farming rice and it's super detailed. So let me see. I kind of started at the beginning. So Sakuna is a goddess. And uh, the main character, so you are a goddess in this. So in a way, it almost feels a little bit like Okami because you are like, you know, you're a goddess and you're, and you're helping humans out. I think an Okami, uh, uh, how do you say her name? Omaterasu. Omaterasu? Yeah, yeah. She's like a benevolent god who is trying to help other people out. Sakuna is not like that. Sakuna is very selfish. She's just been hanging out in her like, heavenly realm or whatever getting drunk all the time off sake partying all the time and she doesn't give a damn about portals they call them uh children of men in this she doesn't give a damn about children of men so uh <laughs> the movie basically what happens is one day there's like this festival and i can't remember the name of the main goddess in this in this lore but uh she's like the goddess of the harvest that you're like uh that th- that you're like a sub goddess of that sakuna is and uh, she get basically you get drunk and these all these mortals get by and they go eat the food that was for this that was supposed to be for the sacrifice for the ceremony. Pisses the main goddess off and she exiles you to this island with all these mortals. This group of uh, five mortals that are like a ragtag group of like this old like beaten up samurai guy that ended up like abandoning his post and uh, became a bandit. And then there's like this lady that was a foreigner that was sold in this about to be sold into slavery that he rescued. There's this like little kid that could only like make sounds. So I don't know if he's supposed to be like a baby or if he's something else, but and then there's like these two like younger characters that are like, uh, uh, I would say they were like probably supposed to be like 11 or 12 each. And they're really cocky with you and they don't like you. So anyway, so it's like kind of like your family. But like you don't really want them, like you don't like them, and then you also have this little familiar guy that follows you around. He's like a little food dog, kind of that flies, and he's kind of like tells you that you need to like not make things worse than they already are because these people already hate you, and you need to like be nice to them. So he's always there, kind of reminding you to not be a jerk to the mortals. But you don't really have control over her dialogue, and she still ends up being a jerk to them all the time. But uh, so yeah, you're exiled. You're exiled on the Isle of Demons, which is like this one isle island that nobody's ever conquered and been able to have for like a temple there for the goddess. So basically, she wants you to 
go there, kill all the demons, and uh, yeah, build a temple for her eventually. Is kind of what I've gathered. So the way the game works is you are raising crops, specifically just rice, and then you're going out to the this world map to these different locations and gathering resources and opening up new levels to go to. And then eventually you can also dispatch characters to go to other places and collect resources at different spots on the map. And uh, ultimately you're just trying to survive. And so perhaps the weirdest part about this game, the most unique part is the rice mechanic. And supposedly one of the developers actually like grew rice. Maybe there was only two people. There was only like a team of two that made this game, but they were actually like, growing rice to learn how the process works and it's extremely detailed i've never played a farming game that was this detailed. they got hands-on experience to make sure that they got it right is what you're saying yeah so the game starts with you first you got to get rid of all the rocks and then you till the ground and it's very laborious like it takes a long time like there's really not a whole lot of shortcuts to make the job easier like you're really like you'll spend like a whole game day just tilling the ground Getting the, getting the ground ready to plant seedlings the next day. Then you plant the seedlings and you got to make sure you distribute them proper distance from each other. And it's a fully 3D uh, environment at that point and you have to have them spaced perfectly. And then there's all these bonuses that you get based on how you space them and what fertilizer you use. And you make fertilizer by scooping the outhouse in your little compound. You scoop out from the outhouse and you add like compost and stuff to it to make it into a fertilizer for the soil and then you till that and you plant and you have to pull weeds and you have to uh, one of the big mechanics that's pretty cool is the you're always like adding and adding water and taking water away from the rice plants and then i learned that rice can grow rice doesn't need to grow on water it's just a, a way of like staving off weeds it's why that why rice is grown that way and pests and stuff so uh. You have like this gate where there's an out, you know, output of water and input of water and a stream that's kind of going around and you fill it up and you let the water out and that affects the temperature and the, uh, the amount that the plants thrive or the amount that they like at a certain point you want them to like stop thriving because you don't want them to overtake the soil. It's really complicated and, uh, it doesn't really explain it well to you. And I kind of was like getting a little turned off by that at first, but then I realized it wants you to fail because you learn through your failures. It's like, well, this is what you should have done. This is how you should have done it. And like, yeah. you learn more as you, you go. And so there's four seasons, three gate, three days per season. And yeah, so there's an, there's like a clock. There's a, there's a time mechanic when you go out to fight the enemies and stuff in the overworld, you know, you have to come back by, nighttime or they get really really strong kind of like in castlevania uh two the enemies get like crazy strong at night Mm. and uh and you want to like find shelter um you can't there's no sort of healing items as far as i can tell the only way you can heal yourself is going back to your home base and having dinner and your dinner will be based off what you've caught and what you've farmed and how you've so there's more to the rice because after the rice grows you harvest it then you have to put it out and dry it. Then you have to thresh it. Then you have to mill it. Wow. There's a lot to it. And, it, and it's all very tedious. And at first it was really 
like I said, it was starting to like kind of like turn me away from wanting to play it. But now I actually kind of enjoy the process. Like it's like a really kind of relaxing chore to do that instead of going out and beating up bad guys sometimes. Does it does it run okay? For, for yeah, it runs Switch? great. I, I know they they recently released a patch for it, like or it had an update like a couple of days ago. I don't know if it was if if it was running okay or whatever. But there's yeah, there there was an update where they added some stuff to it. But I guess there's I've even... had I've had the game crash on me twice, which I don't like to yeah. say. But both times it was when I w- when I went to eat dinner, because that's basically how you advance to the next day. You have dinner, and then you can either go like do some work around the farm at night, and then go to bed, or you can just like sleep until the morning and i always sleep because i've done everything i want to do and i've had it crashed when i've eaten dinner twice but it, does it auto save so you don't like lose it auto save so i lost nothing like it literally that's good yeah picked up and left off because i had the but, same thing like when i got noma heroes 2 like when i started when i started playing it, it crashed like in the middle of one of the mm-hmm. nes games and i was just like okay fuck that but it hasn't done it ever since but it's always annoying when it does that, when it would crash, you know, cause it happens, you know, for some games, but yeah, and this is a hard crash where it takes you back to the, the, the main switch menu. It's not like, yeah, where it just says a uh, error and just kicks you out. I've had mm-hmm. that happen too, but you, but you like it so far? Like it's, I uh, do. It's yeah. uh, it's so there's also, yeah, there's definitely a sense of progression because I'm on my fourth year. I've got this giant field of rice plants. The first year you only have like, I think I want to say a couple dozen seedlings. And uh, you don't know what you're doing yet. So that first year, the yield is is terrible, and the people are complaining to you when you eat. When you have dinner, they'll like complain the food tastes bad because you're eating it as a family, you know. Yeah, because you need to don't you get like benefits for for like having people like the food and making better. Yeah, food yeah. And all that, you get right? perks yeah. because the rice is your level up system. The rice itself is a representation of the main character. Mm. So how you raise the rice and how well it it turns out and even how you mill it. So you guys probably know that all rice is brown rice until you like get rid of the hole on it. Um, and then that turns it into white rice. So you have the ability to decide how much you of that hole you want to get rid of. And then even that in itself affects what the rice does to your, to your, to your perks. And also the same thing with the fertilizer, you can put like, just about anything you want into the fertilizer, which, you know, every day your food will spoil if you haven't used it up or preserved it. I always throw that into the, to the fertilizer, but you, it affects how the fertilizer causes the plant to grow. So there's just so much depth to this that I don't quite get yet. Mm. But from what I've looked up online, I'm kind of doing the right thing by just kind of bumbling my way through it and learning as I go. I think that's the point of the game. It wants you to to learn through experience. Yeah, no, I've I've heard good things about it from what I've saw. So, and it, and people say it looks really good. So, I mean, I'm glad glad that you're liking it because it's like a forty dollar game. I wanted, yeah, to be I mean, it wasn't super cheap, but bought on a whim and didn't like. There's it. definitely a cool story going on here. I mean, it's back into that the a similar mythology realm as uh, Hades, but this is more you know ancient Japanese. Mythology. I don't know how much of it directly correlates versus what's just unique to this story, but there's a really there's just some cool philosophical conversations everyone has around dinner sometimes, and even the kids are like asking questions of like, 
why should we refer why should we revere the gods when they allow these terrible things to happen and then then your little familiar guy explains how there's two worlds and they're connected by a tree and when one world thrives the other one suffers equally and it's just some really like interesting like philosophical things that you kind of reveal through the dialogue as you go it's the even the even the growing of the rice itself is like is seen as like a, a chance to like tell a lesson because at one point you like literally i think it was for like five minutes straight you just walk and plant rice with a group this giant and they're singing a song and you just literally go through this entire rice planting song which i guess is kind of like if you think about back in the day when people like worked on the railroads or whatever like yeah, yeah. work songs they'd sing or like you think of like people on ships like singing to like get their rowing exactly right mm. um, there's sort of like that songification of the work of planting rice and there's a whole section about like what that means and historically, at least within the game. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think I've been playing a lot of this game. I think I'm at about eight hours now. Oh, well, uh, so you, you already got that in there. Yeah. 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 I'm on the fourth year. And uh, the other night I had a dream about it and it's the first time I've had a dream about a video game in a long time. And I literally had a dream that my backyard or kind of my side yard where I live now, I had dug a ditch, you know, like a, like an irrigation ditch and like had water flowing and I was growing rice plants and I'm out there and I'm just like stressed out because I don't know if I should let water out or I should add water. <laughs> and I'm worried that I'm choking out my rice plants. And like, I'm just like, it was a stress dream. It wasn't like a, a good yeah. dream. I was like really like frantic that I, like I was going to kill all my rice plants and I was going to like have nothing to eat over the winter. And then I woke up and I'm like, God damn, I've been playing a lot of soccer now. So. <laughs> And then you went straight to your rice farm in the game and you're like, is everything okay? It's all fine. Yeah. But I love farming and games. And, and so that aspect of the game is really cool. Um, it, it looks like they, it, and it represents probably a good half of what the game itself is. So it sounds, like willing to get into the, the, sounds like Stardew Valley meets Hades in some way with the mythology and the farming, okay. how it comes together. It sounds Maybe like a little bit like that, yeah. I mean, it sounds like the perfect game for me. That's what I always wanted. Was I wanted a game that had like animal that was like Animal Crossing as far as like simulation goes, but then you can also go and fight shit, and there's like a world for you to save at the same time. I mean, like I always lot, wanted that kind of. I've thing. I've seen people compare this to uh, Rune Factory, but I've never played Rune Factory. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah, out. It sounds Rune Factory-ish. That's coming out next. Well, the was it Rune Factory Five comes out next year, mm. which I was definitely intrigued by that one. I will say the battle itself very weird at first. And it's just one of those things where you feel a sense of progression as you upgrade your tools. So you eventually get a blacksmith and a, and a, and a um, like a, a tailor in your campsite. No spoilers. It happens pretty early on, but um, once you get those then you can kind of like upgrade your armor, it's not really called armor, but your, your apparel affects your stats. And then your, uh, uh, the blacksmith will make you new weapons and new farm implements that'll help you out. So that as that, as you progress in that way, and as you kind of like figure it, figure things out, the game gets more satisfying and more like, you know, you're seeing that, that build like you would in a, in like a like a 2d Castlevania game where eventually you're just like, just like knocking everybody aside with one hit. And, mm. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, in the earlier levels and stuff. So it, it gives you that satisfaction that your work was for something. And it has the world tree in there, as you were saying, like which is in mm-hmm. so many RPGs. I mean, it was in Ease. It was in 
that was an ease eight Dragon Quest eleven, Secret of Mana, like uh, Tales of Vesperia. You see it. You see it in a lot of games. That type of thing. I think it's even even parts of it in some Mario games. I think Mario Galaxy two had a world tree part also. Yeah, no, it sounds cool from what you're saying. Uh, it's definitely something I'm still interested in. I don't. Know I guess I'm this game's been doing really well in Japan. It like was number one in the eShop last week. Um, I guess the company had like what they had to like pause their. I don't know exactly what it was, but something to do with like they were making too much money essentially, and it had to like kind of be put on hold, like buying their stocks or something. Oh, weird. We've got it written in the notes here. Hold on, what did they say? Uh oh, they had a. The share price had to be halted because there was an unanticipated surge. So as far as I can tell, yeah, the publisher Marvelous, like a bunch of people wanted to invest in it because the game was so popular. And uh, there's like a lot of Japanese celebrities playing it, I guess, online and stuff. So huh. it's really popular over there. And uh, and I mean, as far as I can tell, like that's for good reason. It's a fun game. So... I do recommend. I don't know if it'll go on sale anytime soon, but it's it's a very unique game that is rewarding in its own strange ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super interested in it. I'm interested but, to see where yeah where it's going to take me because it has gotten to the point where I'm I'm into the the swing of it. You know, I get up, I immediately you know as soon as I wake up in the morning, I first thing I do is I fertilize the fields. Then I go and I pull all the weeds and then I check the temperature and I adjust the water level. And then I go down to the world map and I go and I harvest resources somewhere. I, I dispatch a character to get resources in one place. I go get resources in another place. I fight as long as I can until I'm low on energy or until the sun goes down. Go back to base camp. Uh, if the shops are still open, I go to the shops and see if I've got any way to upgrade my stuff. And I go and I pull any more weeds that might have grown. And then I go to the bathroom or I go to the outhouse. I scoop some poop, put it in the uh, compost pit, <laughs> pit, make my fertilizer. Get the royal soil. Go to the, yeah, go to the, the lady that's like the cook who was the lady that was getting sold into slavery that got rescued. Go to her, preserve all the ingredients I can. Like either I'll dry the meat or I'll pickle things or I'll make vinegar. And then eat dinner, go to bed, wake up the next morning and it's, it's the same thing again. Yeah, it just changes depending on what part of the season it is on the rice, what your chores are with the rice. Mm. Wow, cool. Well, I mean, you'll talk more about it as as you get farther into it. But as of right now, there's there's probably a lot more to say. But yeah, I should probably end there. Yeah, no, it sounds cool. I hope to hear more about it. Just mention a couple news stuff, I guess. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. I guess as far as like releases for this week, uh, the big release is Hyrule Warriors comes out on Friday for anybody who's interested in that. I know it's getting pretty good reviews, so it is. So, so yeah. yeah, those reviews really make me more excited for it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to get it. I don't think I'm going to get it this week. You know, just I just spent a bunch of money on Christmas stuff, hmm. so um, I'll wait and see. But I'm going to get it. Are you are you getting Christmas stuff this year? I think we're like decking out for the most part, not buying Christmas things for anybody. <laughs> because of uh, 2020, just like uh, yeah, I know my yeah, mom. I got some Christmas stuff. My mom said uh, not to buy anything. So if we're, I don't know if I can use that excuse. Got that settlement money, and she knows it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, moms. 
uh, yeah, uh, Cake Bash comes out too. Serious Sam, which actually looked better from what I saw of it. It got some pretty high reviews. Pure Pool got good reviews too. That was one that was in a on a direct way back when, like the online pool pool stuff where you play somebody's DNA. However, that works. This is interesting. Another Pit Cross was announced. S five. I don't really play any of those, so it doesn't really matter. Hopefully, it has a demo like S, like S four did. I mean, yeah, so I got to get through Murder week. by Numbers. Yeah, Money Murder by Numbers is one I open to beat, and also like there's that the there's the Japanese Super Nintendo, the Super Mario Picross that's oh, right. on mm-hmm. that's on the uh, Switch Online service for free, which you can pay. It will if, you know if you pay for Switch Online. Also, Retromania has an official Re- Retromania Wrestling has an official li- re- release date on February. So February twenty sixth. February twenty sixth. So February is getting more and more populated there. I mean, cool. It's it's been uh, people they've been talking about it forever, and now we actually know about it. We got our first look at Shadow Man remastered. There's some screenshots got out there, and some new info too. So the game will include new levels and bosses, and work by the original composer Tim Haywood. Yeah, I have the soundtrack of that. I mean, I downloaded it on my computer. And Shadow Man is a game that I really liked when it came out, and I tried playing it again. And the one thing I really, really want from I'm, I'm going to get this re-release regardless, but what I really want them to do is put some fucking maps in there, man. That's what you need is maps. Cause it's very much like a Metroidvania style game. And with how complex it is, you need some, you need some maps that you can look at. Cause I got lost really easy trying to play it again on the 64. So, so hopefully, hopefully they do that. But yeah, no, uh, night dive studios. They do, they do really good stuff. That eight bit uh, arcade stick is out now. It's 90 bucks. So expensive. Cool. I have a, was that I have a Tatsunoku versus Capcom stick for Wii, which I use, which I can use with the 8-BitDo G-Bro mm-hmm. adapter. But it looks like a, yeah, it kind of looks like a, like a better NES Advantage, like the color does. Right, more modern. It does, yeah. So you got that. Yeah, I really like the look of it. There's a new batch of Lego Super Mario toys coming out. They didn't say when, but we're going to get the uh, penguin suit, the Tanuki suit, some new character packs and something called the maker set. Did that other version ever release or is that like a holiday thing that hasn't happened yet? What do you mean? The, the, the straight up Mario Lego thing. Did that ever come out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out. Okay. I've seen it at the store. I, n- I don't go to the store anymore, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, go mean, to, I get, I I get go everything to through the eShop or, or like so from a grocery shopping. So that's where I see the Lego stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I mean, just as most of the grocery shopping, at the times that I went with her, it was like Aldi and stuff like that, so we didn't really see anything. We had a couple anniversaries. There was the Skies of Arcadia 20th anniversary of the U.S. release. Yeah, well, because it, it was a launch title for, for Dreamcast. Like, is it Dreamcast 20th anniversary, right, around now? A launch window? No, it, well, it came out on uh, November 12th of 2000, So, and that was about a year after the Dreamcast Oh, release. Dreamcast was 99. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then also, uh, Shenmue's 20th anniversary was on November 7th. Yeah, you could uh, drink some soda weird in, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in a celebration of that one. You know, go feed your go cat. Go look for and, some sailors. Yeah. <laughs> Collect some Sega some Sega toys from a, from a coin machine. And, so uh, I just actually... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no. No, go ahead. Don't talk about this. Yeah, have you, have you tried this uh, Super Mario Maker 2? A thirtieth anniversary contest thing yet, John? I mean, you were you were the yeah. Mario Super Mario Maker two player, so booted it up just before the show. I tried for about 
half an hour because this is pretty cool actually. So they're they're doing a Super Mario Maker Two 35th anniversary uh, Ninja Speed Run, and not only are they doing this, but if you play it and you are one of the top 35 players with the fastest time, you'll actually win a, a commemorative coin. So they're giving out a physical prize for winning it. Oh, and it's That's like pretty cool. it, it, it's a certain time you got to break, right? Is it what you're saying? Like it's a yeah, you got to be. One of the 35 best, 35 fastest. Oh, okay, yeah. So it is still competition is. with other people. It's not like, do this under 30 seconds or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's a competition. So um, I tried for half an hour, and I got to 11,000th um, place. So still working on it. <laughs> so you're doing great. Yeah. But you register on my Nintendo. You can register until uh, November 24th, 6 p.m. Pacific. And if you do get the top 35, you win a physical commemorative coin i love that i think they should do more stuff like that where you play the game and you actually get something mailed to you for winning i think that's very yeah. cool play play games and win things that's uh that's that should be the name of the name of the business uh we talked about the, the game awards briefly um we can just go through the stuff that's nominated that was on that's on the switch uh we said hades orient and the will of the wisps uh kentucky route zero tv edition streets of rage 4 spitfare Spirit Favor, Spirit Fairer, <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite still didn't Fortnite come out like four years ago? Yeah, they have an award for best ongoing. Game. Oh sure, yeah. Carrion, Mortal Kombat 11 also came out last year, but I guess they're talking about the DLC stuff. Um, Minecraft Dungeons, FIFA 21, NBA 2K 21, Raggy, Raggy's on there even, and uh, first party Animal Crossing, Mario Kart Live, Paper Mario, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. I was trying to find where Paper Mario was because I was going to get angry if, if it was in the RPG section, but it's not. It's in the family games. So there you go. Got one nomination for that game. So I mean, oh, Jer- that's the best game of the year, easily. Yeah, Jeremy was the only one that got that. Are we going to have a repeat of 2016 or whenever it was when you said? Uh, <laughs> When you said that the Wii U Mario Paper Mario game was the best game of the year because you that's didn't play anything year, else, <laughs> it was. I noticed terrible. When I was looking at these, uh, I noticed a little bit of unfair representation. Um, so, out of 123 nominations, right, 25 were third-party Switch games, six were first-party Switch games. Yeah, wow. It's like, come on, there's there's definitely something you know overlooked there. You know, they, they could have better representation of switch games in this award ceremony. I mean, well, for me, I mean, I guess it's a remakes remake, so they wouldn't really put it in there, but Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition, man, where's that at? That game was really good. I don't know. I mean, that's my, that was my like big, like my really big hit of the year was that game. I mean, I put like fucking 150 hours into it. So, I mean, but I don't know. Wherever they always put their their RPGs are always weird, like the ones that they pick. I'm like, eh, and they have like an RPG and a strategy one, and their some stuff is not in one or the other. I don't know. And it and it always makes me mad that they like cut it off at a certain time. So like anything that's released in like late November or early December or whatever never gets considered for anything. Like there's some games that just get like I think like Smash Brothers like didn't get anything because it because it came out later and yeah so. But I'll watch it. It's coming out on the 10th. It'll be Thursday. So I don't know if I probably won't do any stream of it, but I'll definitely watch it again this year. See what kind of whatever. I'll, I'll make sure and fleet fleet about it. Yeah, you better fleet. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention that. But I mean, well, Jeremy and I are the t- Twitter people. But what the fuck, Twitter, man? I liked Twitter. Like, why do you have to? Twitter added this really stupid why thing. Why do you have to fleet with it? 
When did they added the stupid thing that just made it like Instagram and Facebook. It's like now it has like Facebook stories, but they're called fleets. It's dumb. I don't understand. It's incredibly dumb because most people have like a thousand people that they follow. How does that even work? It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all of a sudden, and now it's confusing. Like I'm when I'm looking at something, I'm like, is this Twitter or another app? Because they're mm-hmm. now they all look the fucking same. Thanks a lot. And and tweets are like fucking fleets. You know, like it. I guess if you want to say something that only people can see in 24 hours and put it there, but who cares? Like, yeah, if also, you follow a lot of people, um, it's more people to miss, I guess. It's weird that it it's a different experience with mobile and desktop. Like, it's not unified because that should Yeah. And I'm glad it's not on desktop, but, like, I consume most of the Twitter on my computer while I'm doing other things, like, which I'm glad because I don't want to see those little windows at the top. But oh, I, I only mobile. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm exa- like you said. I'm like, is this Instagram? I, I only do I only do Twitter on my phone. Like, really? I mean, I, I've done it a little bit on the computer, but most time when I'm on the computer, I'm editing or streaming stuff. So I don't I don't really get on there. But there's that. This seems like I don't know. I, I don't use Twitter really at all. But this seems like kind of what's the point? Like, it's like a text message or something. Like, it just kind of you know is there for a second, and you know usually. You, you tweet something or post something on Facebook because you kind of wanted to get passed around and share a thought or something you want to share and, you know, people check it here and there or whatever. But this is just like sending a, a, a text message to everyone and then they forget about it. Kind of. I mean, it's just as, un- it's just as unimportant as Facebook stories. Like it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing as Facebook stories or Instagram stories or whatever they call it. Like that's basically what it is. If you want to, like, I don't know, take a picture of yourself reacting to, to whatever the app told you was, whatever anime you're like, or you know, <laughs> those those reaction videos that were going around for so long, you know, that's that's where you put that on Twitter, I guess. But on, do you want to talk about this University of Oxford thing? We don't necessarily have to, but it's yeah, we don't have to go too deep into it. But it was um, a study that came out from University of Oxford, Oxford that said. The games are good for well-being. Wow! So total three thousand. <laughs> Somebody finally figured that out. <laughs> over eighteen. Somebody finally figured that out. Part of a study that used Animal Crossing and uh, Plants vs. Zombies: Battle for Neighborville. Hmm. So they, the leader of the study said, if you play Animal Crossing for four hours a day, every single day, you're likely to feel uh, to say you feel significantly happier than someone who doesn't. And which that, of course, doesn't mean that um, Animal Crossing by itself makes you happy. But that's what, that's what they found. No, but having four hours a day to do whatever you want with definitely. Yeah, does. there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Well, I mean, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I mean, with the you know all the shit that we're dealing with right now in 2020, especially with everything getting locked down. If for me, it like really helps, like especially to like play to play a game, especially like an RPG, where you can feel like you have some sort of like purpose and accomplishment yeah. in the world because you might you, right. you know because you might get really depressed that you're not working or anything and it's nice to at least have a place that you can fucking go to and forget about how shitty the world is for a while like that's mm-hmm. the thing that i do is i need somewhere to escape to for a while and just level up or grind or whatever and feel like i'm doing something you know that was the yeah. same thing with like animal crossing like this you can go to this world where people aren't gonna like you know the people in animal crossing crossing are nice you know they don't uh they don't watch like television news programs or anything like that, or have some sort of yeah. horrible things to yell at you, you know, or any sort yeah, of they're, racist. They're not putting whatever. presidential flags in front of their little houses ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah, unless you stick them there, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, it's it it really helps. Like it's really helped a lot. Like actually, video game stuff has helped me a lot. 
to just have some time to just, and that's kind of how my mind works. I like to just play a game and just kind of work through just unpack shit in my head, just like doing just grinding or just like playing one thing for a few hours. And it helps me try to stay sane in this ridiculous place. So, yeah. So the study wasn't, it wasn't like totally, you know, a conclusive thing. They only played two games and, you know, two games that are kind of of the similar ilk, like they're social games. So, um, might have been different if it was Grand Theft Auto or you know Doom or any number of other different genre games, or just Dark uh, Souls. Everyone's just frustrated. Dark Souls, yeah. <laughs> video games make you pissed off all the time. Yeah, just Superman sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> video games raise your blood pressure and make you uh, lust for death. Fortnite. Yeah, but um, the one conclusion that they reached was uh, the study suggests that experiences of competence and social connection with others through play may contribute to people's well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might, or you don't have to necessarily play it multiplayer. It might just be something just to, just to fucking hang out and just, I don't know, kill a bunch of Moblins or something like in Hyrule Warriors. Like I, I, I know I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that before, but like, you know, the big reason for the popularity of the Muso games, like Hyrule Warriors and like Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. It's just like, you know, in, in like the Japanese culture, just like going home and just like beating up a bunch of people after work, like just to relieve stress, you know, like that was a lot of time. The reason that a lot of those were so popular is just it's like super table flip. Just give me like a hundred people to beat up, you know, <laughs> to, to relieve stress after work. It's like having drinks or doing karaoke or whatever, you know, like a super table flip, right? Oh yeah. Table flip. Yeah. That was a, that was at one of the arcades, Logan arcade. We played that where you flip the thing and yeah, get people to react to you. It's a cool game. It's uh yeah, those arcade bars. place or to any place. Yeah, those arcade bars. I'm sure they're whatever, doing whatever they have to. But I know the arcades in Japan aren't doing great. We talked about that before. Um, I think uh, I do want to say just, just we don't, you know, sort of friend of the show, I guess. People, the people that we listen to, US Gamer has like been officially ended now. I guess they, they've like laid off everybody from the company. This is like a video game, re- a video g- review, video game review place. I heard about from like Jeremy Parrish and Retronauts and all that. And, uh, that's a, that's a website that I visit very often. Uh, Axe of the Blood God is still like one of my favorite podcasts ever. I still keep listening to it every week. We, you know, even though I have less, I've had less time to listen to podcasts because I'm not out delivering as much on my own, but that's one that I always stuck up, to, that always stayed up on. And they're still doing that, but. It just sucks that they, you know, they were one of the few guys that still like wrote reviews of stuff, like actual articles instead of instead of videos. And it seems like everybody has been laid off from there. So I know I don't think anybody from there listens to this podcast, but anyway, we still say that sucks, and our hearts go out to you guys. As all these publications are being nullified, like where are they going to go for a new job? That's what I worry about. Like the. The job market's becoming more and more narrow. And Eventually, we're going to have to start co-ops for stuff like that, so they can't just be bought out by some finance bro and shut down. Yeah. I yeah. think that'd actually be a great model for journalism going forward. Yeah. Maybe I figured... I was hoping they would do a Patreon or something some like that. Journalism union I would add them to... Yeah, yeah just join like a freelancer's guild, set it up as a co-op, split all the profits amongst yourselves. There's no things at the top. I think that could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. But I think that's it. That's that's been our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us for as long as you did, Billy. It's very nice to talk to you again. You know, well, hopefully, listen to how it's nice to talk to humans. <laughs> yeah. You're just talking to Tom Nook most of the time. Yeah, say so hopefully. Uh, I can send you. I can send you my uh, 
switch number and all that too if you want to be friends. Do I not already have it? I don't know if I do or not. I can send it to you regardless. If you, I don't remember if I got it from you or not. I think I did. What's your? It doesn't matter. I'll look at it later. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks thanks for hanging out with us and all that. Is there anywhere you want to tell people here on the internet to find you on the internet? I'd say follow me on Twitter, but I mostly just scream about politics. So don't follow me on Twitter. Actually, <laughs> I enjoy your screams, though. It's a you need a you need that. I mean, we all should be screaming <laughs> about politics. Like it really, people need it. That's that would probably be my would my would be my place to do it. Even though I feel like none of my family members follow me anymore on Facebook, so it's, it's fine. You know, I could probably yeah, scream, we, on, scream on there if I wanted to. Facebook has gotten very bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I moved to Parlor personally because yeah. that's <laughs> that's the best place. That's the best place to plot the murder of liberals. So that's where I, that's where I went. You know, that's where my QAnon group meets every week to talk about which uh, which which blood of the children we like the best, or which ones that, that you know who's who's been cloned lately. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's it's a safe space. It's its own thing. But, <laughs> but what is your Twitter then? At bully j mean, but. Yeah, it's just me yelling about politics and socialism. Okay. In a positive way. <laughs> if you want to see if you want to see our stuff on Twitter, uh, I'm at Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy's at JMaxStack. Check out my sweet fleets. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's been <laughs> Jeremy's been fleeting like it just started like a day ago or something. But if you want to catch any of our streams and stuff, that's where I put all the stuff up for that. John's on there secretly, so we can't say where his is, but whatever. <laughs> Intrigue. Intrigued to everyone. Uh, if anybody wants to watch the streams, I, I stream Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday night at 2 a.m. I played, what did I do? I, I did Control last. I'm going to do No More Heroes 2 and probably some more Yakuza as well. So you can check that out on there. Also, you can find us at youtube.com slash Podcast. Jeremy just posted his first beat of, of Hades on there. I watched, I watched I some of that, so that's on there. I tried to leave it spoiler-free as much as possible, too. Yeah, so... It's looking out for the watchers. <laughs> and uh yeah, also you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. And if you want to support the show, uh we're at patreon.com slash podcast. If you give a dollar a month, you can hear our bonus shows. We just put up an episode about uh Council Wars, the the documentary on CBS All Access, and we talked about all the things that we're missing from it and what we wanted from it and what was different from the book and all that stuff. You can check that out. And if you, you know, give a dollar donation, you get instant access to everything on there. Plus you also get like shows, uh, shows like 12 hours ahead of time without ads and higher bit rate and all that stuff. And, and there's higher levels where you can get physical things or like get to watch, uh, unedited videos of us and stuff like that. So check that out if you can. And also I have a sister show called houses now where my wife and I, we talk about Oscar movies and how they, how they are now. We just did a, we just did an episode about the Untouchables for Sean Connery since he just died because that was the only Oscar he ever won. So we did we did an episode about that. So you can check that out on there. But we yeah we have been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter and special guest Billy Dean. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us and thanks for hanging out with us, Billy. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hell yeah! See ya.
Take a page and a pen, draw a big mushroom.